0: Welcome to Both Down, episode 20, the number one blood bowl
1: podcast that has survived two EF5 tornadoes. Amen.
0: Jeez. Yes.
1: Tired of running from tornadoes.
0: Not running, hoping that they don't hit us. Yeah. Some people. Knock
1: on wood that we don't have to worry about it.
0: (laughs) I am Scott Prime, and with me as always is Killawagi. or Old Dirty Ginger.
1: No one has caught up caught on with that. Nobody's gonna call you nobody, old dirty ginger. Nobody cares. Everybody
0: at Chaos Cup this year will call you old Dirty Ginger.
1: You know what we could do? We could make up new T shirts.
0: That takes like effort and work.
1: Old Dirty Ginger and Scott Prime.
0: Ooh, we could. Could I be like a robot? Kind of like Optimus Prime. If you
1: can draw it, yeah.
0: If I can draw it. Well. I guess we're gonna have the can old T shirts
1: again. I wanna be a pimp. You wanna be a pimp? Yeah.
0: Was this, like Halloween? We're picking things? I'm going to be a robot, you're going to be a pimp?
1: In a battle between robots and pimps. Who'd win? Yeah. I mean, it's probably robots because they're robots. I don't know, But though. pimps is good. Pimps. Goon hand. Got, you, got your goon hand going? Yeah. And don't forget, Dolomite had a magical pimp cane. Well,
0: I thought they all had magical pimp canes.
1: Well, they're not all magical. Dolomites was magical.
0: There was a comic book about pimps. I can't remember what's called, but I'll I'll try to dig it up for next episode.
1: A comic book about pimps.
0: Yeah, when we went to like um Wizard World Chicago. Yeah. There was some
1: four-color pimps. It
0: was like Super Pimps or something, like comic uh, okay. or something. I could see that. And um my wife picked it up actually. Cuz you know, I was gaming and stuff, so And I read it, and I was like, it was pretty good.
1: It's about super pimps. How could it not be good? Exactly. So what have you been up to, man? Uh, Working in the yard all day.
0: Hold on. Yep. Steve, can you tell me what you did today? I worked in the yard all day. Okay. um, One more time for everybody out there. Steve, also known as Kilowagi or Old Dirty Ginger, what did you do today, Saturday, the 16th of June, 2013? Is it the 16th? Yes, it is. Oh, okay.
1: Right? It's 15th? 16th? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. That was the 15th. Well, okay. Doesn't matter now.
0: By the time we were, we're going to go over okay, midnight, yeah. so hey, come on. Hey,
1: good call. Um. What did you I... Do Through no volition of my own, kind of, uh, cut trees, moved limbs, dug up posts, cut grass, sort of. Today you became a man. No, today I became Mexican. (laughs) If you
0: are a close friend of Steve, you know that this guy moved into this house... And I don't think he lifted a box that I know of because I, he... I did some. But you paid most of us. Yeah. Like like I paid, brought in my glasses. And you paid us good. Yeah. Uh, but he said, I don't like doing this, so I'm not going to.
1: Oh, no. I hate moving. I hate mowing. I have the money that I can pay other people to do it, especially my friends who, you know, I like helping out. So
0: I did. Right. His charity case. Yeah. I'm, I'm proud of you for working in the yard today.
1: Well, it was me, my brother, his wife, my dad, and my other brother came over for a little while, but Gotcha. We had to get stuff done after the tornadoes. You know I gotcha. a lot of broken limbs and stuff. Oh yeah, a lot of crap. Um And what have you been up to?
0: What am I been up to? Uh let's see, yesterday I worked the uh shop, if you follow me on Twitter at Fat Finley uh I just pretty much had my Clerks 4 moment where it was just like a movie about me and, and customers asking me things like, what's 3 times uh, 13? And then I 39. tell them 39. Yeah. And they look at me and they go, okay. And then they go, so what's 3 times 13? And I look at him and go, 39. <laughs> I had a gentleman call me and he wanted to know if we sold, bought comics. Mm-hmm. And I said, it depends on the comics and the condition. And of course, like all good trashy people <laughs> selling comics, they tell you how good they are and yeah. what great condition they're in. He even told me they were in the original packages.
1: Oh, I Because I that. know comics come in original packages. Well, yeah. They're super old and they're still in the protective sleeves.
0: Right. They're in the original packages That's where they came, yeah. And um, this guy told me that he had all these Punishers. And I was like, well, yeah, yeah. you know. And then he told me, he wanted an estimate, at least. Yeah. If I did, wasn't going to buy it, he wanted to know how much, buy, how, the value of them. Sure. Like, I know everything about every comic ever created. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, it's hard to even judge or begin to judge without seeing them face-to-face because I don't know condition. Then, he, again, he assured me that they are in the original packaging,
2: mm-hmm.
0: mint condition. Uh, and he said, come on, man, I just need some... Some numbers here and what what these are you know valued at, and he goes. I have the first appearance of Beast, and a first appearance of Magneto, and I go really, and he (laughs) goes yes, and I go so you have a 1963 X Men number one in Mm -hmm. in your hands. I said because if that's what you're telling me,
1: in mint condition, in its original plastic. (laughs)
0: well i didn't i didn't mention that but i said now if you really have that i'd like you to come in the store right now we can maybe work something out absolutely and he came back with a. oh let me guess let me guess
1: uh, no this is uh it's x-men number one but it's newer it's like from 1998 or some 89 or 90 something well he
0: kept saying it was uh it was x-men number one it's
1: got like this fold-out cover
0: which is what I thought. I thought it was mm-hmm. the the gatefold cover from 89, but he swears yeah. it was from 86 or 87. So I don't know what he's talking about. So it might be X-Men and the Alpha Flight or something, mm-hmm. number one limited series. But anyways, this Joker, yeah. I don't know why he picked The Beast as like a thing that was just going to make me go, oh, well, crap, if that's The Beast in it, I want it. Oh,
1: this is going to bug me now. now. Now I'm trying to think what it could be. Well, don't take this guy's word for it. He was
0: trying to tell me that they're still in their packaging.
1: Well, I know, but... It's probably like an annual or something that has a picture of Beast and Magneto on it.
0: Let me ask you another question. Mm-hmm. Let's say I walked into, let's say you own a grocery store. Could
1: have been X Factor. Well, maybe not. Yeah. Okay. Let, let's
0: grocery, say you yes. own a grocery store. Okay. And I walk in and you say, hey, hey can I help you? Let's try it. Hey, can I help you? Yeah. I'd like a, a few items. Okay. How many items maximum do you think I'm talking about?
1: Well, if you're in a grocery store, probably no more than 20. Okay typically well, if we go with a few a few's three okay yeah
0: well i had people like that i was like can, can i i just need a few cards oh, okay
1: mm-hmm.
0: 46 cards later we're still looking for cards
1: yeah but when they have collections of thousands that's, that's just a few
0: <sighs> Still, it it breaks my face when they do that yeah and they can't tell you what color they are they can tell you the rarity and oh it just drives me nuts I am not built for comic retail anymore.
1: No comic retail. Maybe not magic,
0: not magic. You're right about that. Uh, what was the other thing? I had another, I had one guy come in. He, he started off from the beginning of the conversation until he walked out the door, all these combos and magic just rolling them off and then i i dropped uh a pearl gate dragon and then i was like no you can't do that because i got the black sabbath seminar (laughs) and then he was like ha ha ha." and then then i dug it out of my graveyard with the mystery tweet and then i did this and i'm like i don't know what you're talking about i even told him i don't play magic yeah and he still told me all these combos those people have no life it was amazing
1: amazing and then you had to crap load people for friday night magic
0: it actually the day actually got better when all of them came up because they were just playing
1: oh yeah and, and they so, can entertain themselves i had
0: douchebag dad who came in with his son and he bought some cards and then they they just stayed at the store they didn't leave and they mm-hmm. wanted to stay at the front table so they could talk to me and they'd like to complain to his son that he didn't do steps right or whatever, you know, like, yeah. or or he would try to skip a step to get one over on his son. It was about eight, and his son was Jeez. like, "Dad, you skip that step. You can't do that right now." No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I wanted to punch that guy in the face,
1: and then it's only a weekend, Dad. It's like I don't know what else to do with him. We take so. him to the but show. Then he
0: left. He left early, which was I was happy. But my final complaint, and then we can move on and talk about stuff called blood bowl.
1: <laughs> I don't know why we want to do that ten minutes in.
0: When you ask somebody, somebody walks into your store, I, even though it's not my, you know, I I work there occasionally, I'm still courteous. I go, hey, welcome wizards, you know, help you find anything?
1: Basic etiquette, you have to acknowledge and ask if you can help.
0: You don't know how many people immediately gets kind of like grumpy at you and go, no. Mm -hmm. And then they turn back around in like 10 seconds or less and go, can you tell me where the Warhammer stuff is? Can you tell me where Dungeons and Dragons 3.5 is? No, I want to just give them the bird right to their face and say no, Mm. because I just tried to help them, Mm. and then they act pissy to me, and then they want me to answer a question. Yeah, and I didn't like that. I was like, I don't, I I don't like that.
1: Nerd world problems.
0: (laughs) Nerd world problems is right. Anyways, okay. I'm glad yesterday is over.
1: Yeah seems so far away yesterday. <laughs> yesterday? I, I don't even know the words. That, so <laughs> All your troubles we can... were so far away.
0: So, we want to talk about Blood Bowl?
1: Well, partially.
0: All right, so what are we going to
1: do today? First segment, um, if you don't know already, we did survive two EF5 tornadoes. We are in Moore, Oklahoma, which you have seen on the news, if you've seen any news this past month. So we're going to recap our experiences with that for this first segment and try to keep a positive spin on things because we're both okay. Most of people we know are fine. I don't think you don't know anyone who died or anything, did you? Mm-mm. No. So Not indirectly, but I'll get to that. Yeah, indirectly, we know that. But it is what it is. Living in Oklahoma, so we're going to do the first segment about that. So if you don't want to hear about it, we understand. Skip whatever. But a lot of people were asking. We appreciate all the tweets and messages asking about us um so we figured we owed it to you to well kind since of give we're talking breakdown. about that
0: right now it, it is amazing how many people was worried across the world oh, yeah canada england you know everywhere about the, the tornadoes rolling through more so mm-hmm. it was it made us feel really good that people cared
1: i know, think people so. would have been more worried if they realized we lived in Moore. most people think we live in just oklahoma city or norman but I don't know. we live right between them we, which is what Moore is yeah
0: <laughs> what it's like
1: here in a second
0: and, um oh go ahead
1: uh i was just say the second segment we're gonna scott's been wanting to talk t- about this for a while some tournament etiquette
0: yeah i kind of got a i want to say randy but that means horny right
1: yes it does.
0: <laughs> so i'm not randy about t- tournament etiquette but i do want to talk about it yeah so uh, we're gonna do a tournament talk section, and it's not A-1. pointed
1: at anyone in particular. It's just a matter of we've seen things, we've heard things, and most I mean, we've had people ask us, you know, what do you expect from a tournament? Save it, Steve. Just oh, save I'm saving it. it fine. Just save it.
0: So that segment, tournament talk one A. Yeah. Then we're gonna come back with tournament talk. 1B, and we're going to talk about our adventures down in Arlington, Texas.
1: Which was the weekend right Not before Not Arlington. The oh, my oh, wow. gosh. Austin. Austin.
0: Texas. Sorry. I'm so used to when I ever go down to Texas, it's like Did dallas see the baseball Arlington. game? Yeah, baseball game.
1: Or the convention center, yeah.
0: And I was just talking with a co-worker who went down and I guess saw the Rangers lose today, so I'm sorry. Oh, nice. We went down to Austin, Texas for
1: Rock Cup. Keeping it weird keeping it weird keep austin weird
0: keep austin weird yeah and uh, we're going to talk about our adventures there and then we'll come back with some shout outs and all that so and we
1: might have some surprises in store for us it's
0: not a surprise if you tell them
1: that's why i didn't tell them oh okay all All right
0: right. well let's take a quick break and we'll be back with um i guess this first segment called tornado talk
2: Both Down is brought to you by Wizards Asylum, your premier source for comics and games in Norman, Oklahoma. Check them out online at their new home, wizardsnorman.com.
1: Okay, and has Scott aptly named this segment, It's time for Tornado Talk.
3: Tornado Talk!
1: Hopefully this is a non-recurring segment, and this will be the only time we have to worry about this crap. But living in more, who knows?
0: Yeah, I hope we never have a
1: segment like this ever again. Yeah. And definitely hope that if we do, both of us are recording it.
0: Uh, Yeah. Who who wants to go first here? You want me to start?
1: Well, you might as well start, since you actually went through it all, but... To give people a background, this happened on May 20th. Um, I was at work, and we knew something bad was going to happen that day. All the forecasters were out saying, look, shit's going to get real today. Real bad. Real fast. So everybody had their ears to the radio. Everybody's listening. It's Oklahoma. we're used to bad weather. Um, So we have that going for us. Then about 3 o'clock things start going bad well let
0: me preface in saying that um we came back from rock cup the 19th on a sunday yeah
1: let's go ahead we did jinx ourselves with this well the day before
0: yeah they said they said there's gonna be bad weather the day before they said on the 19th yeah. that we're going to have some bad weather. And we came back, and I remember we got up early because I said, you know, my family, my wife can't handle storms like this when yeah. they get really bad. So I had to be like the calming, brave force, even if I'm scared inside,
1: mm-hmm.
0: for my family. So we decided to get home early
1: enough so we could, in case there was a storm. And Kent asked us, because we did stay with Kent, and uh-huh. he was like, aren't you worried about tornadoes? And we were both like, well, you know, yeah, things have been quiet the last couple of years, so hopefully things will be fine. Yes. Yeah.
0: So, there was some tornadoes this Sunday. Yes, there were. Uh, north of us, if you remember. Probably uh, an
1: hour north of us. John, who
0: was on the podcast last month, the one hit yeah. very close to his home. Oh, did it? Uh, well, it was in the, I'd say within a couple of miles, but still, oh, I guess close, so, yeah. close enough to be scared. Um So, you know, we thought we dodged the, at least I thought, well, we dodged the storms a day early, nothing to worry about Monday. Um, I still had the day off Monday to recover from Rock Cup, and the owner of Wizards of Solemn, where we usually always host our tournament, Brian Alcorn, he has a meteorology degree. This doesn't mean he knows everything about weather, but... He means he knows enough and knows more than most of us. Well, he also has connections with some people in the, I guess, the weather field or something. Yeah. And I bring his name up because a couple of times a year for the past, ever since I've had my house here and more, that guy has told me on days that everything's supposed to break loose, all hell's supposed to break loose. He's called me and said, you need to watch the weather today Mm -hmm. because it's prime for your area. Sunday, he didn't call. Mm -hmm. Monday, he called. Early in the morning, watch the weather. It's supposed to get bad. And he is, when he calls me, I worry now because he's over 95% accurate on these things. Very few times has he ever called, and he doesn't do it all the time. Mm -hmm. He's very, he really picks his spots, you know, not to just (laughs) worry somebody. I mean, he's really accurate. He's not one of our
1: local weathermen.
0: Right, I mean, because they want to, you know, they want
1: ratings and stuff like yeah. that, and they so, want people to be safe. But th- sometimes so when they get. He too- now
0: calls. I worry. Yeah, uh, and almost to a point where it's like, well, if I was at work, I'm going to get off from mm-hmm. noon on. I'm going to watch the weather. I might have to leave early uh, when he does when he calls. So his warning, I was already like, kind of like, oh, great, here we go again. Yeah. So we're going to clean out the closet and get it ready for it in case a tornado happens.
1: So... And if you're not familiar with tornadoes or the safety precautions for tornadoes, they tell you to go to an interior room, no windows, as... Small of a space as possible to right. cover your yourself. Head
0: yeah, because of flying debris and everything so else.
1: Typically, you're looking at you know interior bathrooms, interior closets, stuff like that. Right. They say so. get
0: as many walls in between you and the mm-hmm. house as possible outside the house. Uh, so typically, we hide in our closet in the yeah. in the middle of the house. Um, it was about two fifteen. The tornado hadn't dropped yet, and I went ahead and for some reason. Uh, we already had the car in the garage, mm-hmm. the good car, and we had my junker car out in the, outside. And for some reason, I was out of gas, mm-hmm. almost out of gas. And I said, I'm going to go put some gas in the car just in case something happens, and I'm just going to go pick up my daughter, who was two miles south of us at her school. So I get gas, and I thought it's going to be easy to get my daughter out of school because it's almost an hour before we normally pick her up. Mm-hmm. Well, every parent in the world also was down there trying to get their child And it was crazy because people were parking on the grass. They were parking in the way. They didn't care if they were cutting people off. So I got to an area. I wiggled through all this traffic and stuff. And I got to an area where I could still get out. Nobody was in front of me. I go into the school. um, The guy in front of me mentions, I wait a few minutes and then he's talking to his wife on the phone. He says, honey, I've been here 20 minutes and this line hasn't moved. And at that point I was like, well. If there's hail and high winds and everything else, I don't want to be out in the middle of this in my car. Yeah. So I have to make a decision now. Do I ride it out here and leave my wife and other daughter at home? Yeah. Which my wife freaks out. Or is my daughter okay here? Yeah, because
1: even if you got your kid, you don't want to be in the car with her because the car is the worst place you can be.
0: I had to make a choice. So right then I said, I'm going to leave my daughter here. She's fine. These teachers are trained in this and Mm -hmm. everything else. It is Oklahoma. We're prepared for it. Yeah. So I got out, luckily, of the parking lot. People behind me couldn't get out because mm-hmm. other people just stopped their car where it was and everything else. So I get back home. And by the time I get home, within like 10 minutes, that's when that tornado drops in Newcastle, which is a, a suburb of Oklahoma City. It is really-
1: south west of us by about 10, 15 miles
0: Uh, Maybe less than that.
1: Probably less than that.
0: Where the tornado originally dropped, and I didn't pull up a map, but uh, if you go straight across, you know, like parallel east to west type Mm -hmm. deal, I know that Newcastle is south of us Mm -hmm. by a few miles. And where the tornado dropped... And they said it was going straight east. And a lot of times these things go northeast, north. Typically northeast.
1: they go northeast.
0: Yeah, uh, but this one was just going east. They said, it's "So weird, it's just going east. It's just going east. It's just going east." And then I did kind of the the calculation in my head, and I I was freaking out because I thought, "Crap, if this thing stays east, it's going to hit my daughter's school, mm-hmm. or at least closer than you, you know, wanted to be. Yeah. Wanted to be." And I thought, "Great, I just left my daughter there to go through this by herself."
1: Yeah,
0: and you know, you're, I don't want to sound like a weird guy that thinks he's better than anybody else just because <laughs> I had children, because that's not it. But your priorities really change <laughs> when you do have that.
1: Uh, because you're thinking of... I know. I'm just thinking of your Twitter. Oh, <laughs> uh, people with tattoos. They always think they're so special. No, 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 But, yes, I understand. I'll get on that rant if you want. No. jeez. Oh, I'm just equating it to having kids.
0: Well, I mean, you could if you had a cat that you cared about. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. Um, So then I was just worried about her well being. Absolutely. Um, And then all of a sudden, the tornado started turning north a little bit. Mm -hmm. And this thing wasn't stopping. Yeah. It was like, oh, crap, this thing has got to, it's rumbling, rumbling, rumbling. And
1: it, from what I saw the photos of it later, it took shape and form and it stayed. Yeah, and it was a. It looked like your typical white tornado, and powerful, and just started tearing across the area.
0: Well, they call it the wedge format or whatever. Anyways, it was it was the vortex. Yeah, it was just evil looking. I mean, it really Mm -hmm. was. And this thing started turning north. So for a while there, I was like, okay, now it's on 149th, which is blends. If you follow that far enough over to uh, east. It turns into 19th Street and more.
1: Which is what he's off where of. Where we're off of, yeah. Yeah.
0: So I was like, okay, well, it's crossing 149th now. Well, then that sucker started just moving
1: east. Mm-hmm.
0: Not north, because I thought, we're going to dodge this thing. I keep telling my wife, we're going to dodge it, we're going to dodge it, we're gonna, it's going to go north of us. Yeah. And, um... So it gets closer and closer and closer, and so I keep And telling, it keeps
1: getting bigger and bigger.
0: It's getting bigger, and uh, people are starting to, out of nowhere, people are starting like, are you guys okay? It's coming, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Everybody's texting you. Um, ironically, Spence, our old uh, home league, because people like to make fun of me for saying home league, Ho- home league buddy, uh, he called, uh, he texted, and he wanted to talk about Bloodborne. I said, I can't. <laughs> There's a tornado about to hit. So, um Anyway, so we're preparing for this thing to come, yeah. and it's going right down. You know, we keep hearing that it's right down Nineteenth Street. You know, mm-hmm. but the thing's so big, they're not sure exactly where the middle of it is, and everything else.
1: Yeah, and tornadoes they kick up a debris cloud. So, a, you know, it's the vortex. Around the vortex is this swirling mass of debris that hides it. And then, if it's covered in rain in front of it, you can't see. What it is. You can't see how big it is and anything. Right.
0: It's just darkness. So it's
1: just like this giant mass of destruction moving towards you.
0: And so at this point, it's getting closer. It's getting closer. We're hearing all the cross yep. streets as it's cl- close. Uh, I go outside, check it. You know, you see all this darkness. I go and back yes, this in. is
1: Oklahoma. So Scott does indeed go outside to look at the tornado.
0: Well, I was just seeing, you know. You're always curious.
1: Yeah, and you knew it wasn't close. It was close. Not that close. It was too close, but yeah.
0: So I'm calming down my wife and everything else on this stuff. I have them now inside our closet. I have a uh, helmet on my my youngest daughter, who's three. And I keep telling them, make sure your head's down if this thing hits. Mm -hmm. So then I go outside. I get a phone call from Brian all of a sudden. Same guy warned me earlier. Mm -hmm. And it was the scariest phone call I probably had in my life, at least up to this point. Or that I even remember. Um, I took it outside because I figured it can't be good if he's calling me.
1: And this is the time that the people on the meteorologists on TV are stating it's a monster. If you cannot get below ground, you will die. Right. And I don't know about you. I've never heard them say that before. Even the giant one that came through more in 99 I don't remember them saying, if you can't get underground, you're going to die. But that's what they were telling people, is if you can't get underground, you need to leave. Because there's no way you're going to survive this. Right. So Brian calls. Mm-hmm. I take
0: it outside. Uh, Brian says, uh, this tornado's coming at you. He says the exact same thing you just said. Yeah. He said, you and your family need to get underground. And I said, Brian, I said, we got our closet cleaned out. And I said, we're... We got helmets on. We got you know blankets and pillows and stuff like that. He goes, no, you didn't hear me. He goes, you got to get underground. This thing will kill you if you're not underground. Mm-hmm. And I said, Brian, I said, we can't
1: get underground.
0: He goes, no, you have to. He keeps telling me I have to.
1: Right. And I get,
0: Brian, I don't know. Because he's
1: freaking it. out for your safety.
0: Yeah, he goes, you have to. And I said, I don't know anybody on the street, let alone this neighborhood, that has a shelter. I'm sure there's one or two, but mm-hmm. there's nobody on our street that I know of because nobody said they waited this thing out in the shelter. Uh, and I said, I can't get underground. And he goes, well, if you don't get underground, you're going to die. And I said, well, what do you want me to do, get in my car and just drive south? And he goes, it's too late for that. He said, if you know somebody in front of you me messes up or anything, he goes, like, you're surely dead then. And and, I, and then I was like, Brian, what should I do? He goes, you have to get underground. He keeps pleading, mm-hmm. get underground, get underground. And I, and I just go, Brian, are you telling me if I don't leave right now, That me and my family's going to die if we stay here and this tornado hits us. And his answer was about that long of a silence. And he said, you just need to get back to your closet and put as much stuff on top of you. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: A friend couldn't even tell me like, no, you'll be okay, buddy. It's going to go north of you. He gave me silence. Mm -hmm. And that scared the fuck out of me.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And that was... I'm 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 Mr. Big Nerd. I'm not really Scott Prime. I'm just mm-hmm. a nerd like everybody else that plays games. But that was my moment, just like you see in these movies where you, somebody's got to fly the plane into the asteroid. Yeah. Where I said, okay, I got off the phone, said a little prayer, took a big gulp, and I went walked right back into the house. And I thought, okay, I guess yeah. we are going to die. I got to be brave though.
1: And for anyone out there, again, I'm just going to pipe in because a lot of people don't understand tornadoes at this time if scott were to get in his car and take his family south yes there's a good possibility that you know he could leave the tornado but the tornado could head south and also there's golf ball or bigger hail coming down at the time because i know that they were talking about baseball size hail and all that correct so if you jump in your car if You start heading south, and unfortunately, we found this out the following week, and we'll get to that. But if there's a traffic jam, and you're stuck in your car, and there's baseball-sized hail coming down, and that tornado comes at you, you're dead. There's nothing that saves you. Yeah,
0: and we'll get to that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that was my moment of like, this is it. I really could finally. Yeah. I'm finally going to be in a real big tornado, and I probably won't make it. Mm Mm-hmm. So I told my wife and kid, you know, I was like, all right, get down. It's getting close. Um, and as soon as I walked in, they said the cross streets, which was about a mile, mile and a half away.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They said it was like Santa Fe and blah, blah, blah. And the powers went off right then.
2: Yeah.
0: And then I was like, holy, I mean, it's like, just like in a movie, you know? Mm-hmm. I was like, holy crap, here we go. I walked right back outside. The sky changed. Because everybody will tell you, Um, If they're on a certain side of the tornado, like, or at least ever since I was a kid, they said, you know, Mm -hmm. don't my, like my dad would say, as long as you hear the rain and the thunder and hail, that's good because you have something going on. It's when it's super calm and the the sky has a weird glow is when you need to be careful. Mm -hmm. And when I walked outside, the sky was this weird, eerie, yellowish glow. And it was the calmest you would ever see anything, Steve. It was Mm -hmm. so surreal. And that's when I just knew it was like, oh, boy. And then once again, I took that gulp of, like, I got to be brave at least. I so got to ride the, this thing out.
1: Not to make fun. I'm just saying that's, that's when Sam Beckett jumped into your body. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah.
0: it, was, it was very scary, though. So I walked back in, and my wife's like, what's going on? And I said, oh, I, it, I'm pretty sure it's going to go north of us, but let's go ahead and mm-hmm. just get down anyways, just in case. And inside I'm going, we're dead. Yeah. We're dead. If Brian's this scared, number one, we're dead. And the only thing that really honestly went through my mind for the next couple of minutes was is my other daughter's going to at least survive. Mm-hmm. And it's stupid that that even still shakes me up, even talking oh, about this. I've told this story a billion times, and I can't tell it without kind of getting teary-eyed. And it's not for her traumatic sake. It's just kind of realizing that. And...
1: Within, you danced with the devil that day.
0: Within a <laughs> few moments, the gr- the ground starts vibrating and shaking, and you hear this giant roar. Mm-hmm. Everybody explains that the tornado sounds like a ch- train or whatever. This was just a big mm-hmm. roar. And my adrenaline kicked way up, because I thought, here we go, I'm going to start having to... Fight or flight. Yeah, I'm going to have debris pierce me, but maybe I can save my kid.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that got louder and louder and the rumbling was more and more sh- shaking like crazy and then all of a sudden you could kind of feel the vibration going away from you mm-hmm. and the sound was getting less and i realized that i wasn't hearing things clanging or breaking or anything <clears throat> and then for a second there i was like holy crap are, are, am i dead or is <laughs> are we okay and so then i tell my wife i said. It sounds like it's gone. Let us let me go outside and look. And yeah. I go outside. There's trash, debris, everything you can think of everywhere. Mm-hmm. And the sky is sunny and bright uh, to the south of me and dark and evil to the north of me. Yeah. Before this thing just went by, uh, the neighborhood kid comes out and he's like, oh, man, did you feel all that? And I was scared to death and everything. And we look up and... The best way I can describe it, the clouds up directly above us, right over our houses, looked like in, in those movies where they have like a cauldron or a pot and they're stirring it. So yeah, the, it's got the, the bubbly look to it. The bubbly look mm-hmm. and it's swirling. The winds right above us were swirling just like that. And I immediately said, "That you know, he said, that doesn't look good. And I said, no, it doesn't. And we ran back into <laughs> our separate houses and we waited in the closet for about 10 more minutes and we came out and oh. talked. But there was everything steve there was yeah um there was blank checks from one of our buddies' neighborhoods that got destroyed in that tornado Mm -hmm. from three miles away
1: yeah if you listen to the show you've heard alan his house got completely destroyed uh not completely it had some walls that were still standing but it was a total loss right Uh, he was fine the family's fine they just you know they lost their house another buddy of ours if you've seen pictures of plaza towers elementary he lived right in front of it it's gone yeah
0: you could go in the backyard and if you dropped a football over the fence that was plaza towers yeah so Um, he
1: when he knew it was coming when they said you had to be underground he was in the bathtub he grabbed the dog put him in the truck and left
0: yeah the only reason jake's still with us is because his wife pleaded with him she said she works for one of the news stations she Mm -hmm. said you have to get out of there and he said he luckily didn't catch any bad traffic yeah um, my pastor at my old church. His house got flattened and destroyed the church. that yeah. We had my Wakeland's birthday parties and stuff in that got destroyed. Oh, well, half of it oh, okay, yeah. enough to do a lot of damage. Yeah. Um, we had several people that had tons yeah. of stuff. Um,
1: my niece lost her house. One of our old hero clicks players, his house right. got pretty damaged. My wife's
0: best friends, kids were in this daycare that somehow survived. All the kids survived. Mm-hmm. And, unscratched really comparatively you know but it was in the path of that but it was amazing baseball card collections yeah. or, and what i assume was a baseball card collection or a basketball card because it was like 1991 crappy players <laughs> were mm-hmm. in my yard big chunks of like not heavy metal but the uh like aluminum that would be mm-hmm. on like a a little outside
1: Siding or building. Yeah, I mean,
0: just it was clumped up. Something that would normally be like six foot long Mm -hmm. was just rolled up into like a little ball. Um, My daughter found a um, a Lego Star Wars guy that must have traveled from somewhere, and it still had its helmet on. It was a clone trooper. It had its little helmet on. It had its little gun in its hand, and it was all intact. But when she picked it up, I guess the joint from the impact broke his legs off but he was he survived the journey yeah and you could feel his body all the nicks and stuff on that little lego guy it's just incredible it was incredible i've never seen anything like it yeah um go ahead and tell your story yeah I've, so I've talked enough the tornado
1: as it passes the street by scott it crossed over eastern avenue which is pretty much the street that connects scott and me and he lives off of 19th i live off of fourth street well I'm at my work, and we're listening to this coverage, and then we're all huddled in the copy room, and we're freaking out because the newscasters are saying it's following the same path as the May 1999 tornado, and if you look at that one, it was probably bigger than this one. It was a monster had the highest recorded winds ever on planet Earth, and it demolished a lot, and it destroyed the bank that was right across the street from our office. So we're freaking out, thinking, oh, this is not good. So we got from the coffee room, we went to the training room, and we went further inside and huddled up, you know, trying to protect ourselves. The whole time, they're talking about this tornado being a mile wide, and it's going between Highland East Junior High and Moore High School. And that is exactly where my house is. <laughs> it is dead center bullseye. Well,
0: that's how you tell people to get over here. Yeah. It's like find the Highland East uh, If side, you know where Highland East is, just get turn.
1: right across. And that's yeah. my house. Um, further down, if you're stalking me, I'll give you directions later. Um, so I'm at work. And we, we find out, you know, it passes behind us. It passes south of us. Because it just took a straight easterly turn, and that's what happens. So I leave work. and I'm like, look, I, I'm leaving. i got to find out what's happened to my house. I leave work, and this whole time I'm thinking, there's no house to go back to. I'm going to come here. I'm going to try to salvage, you know, some comic books, maybe my cubby bear, you know, maybe some f- action figures or recording equipment. Who knows? Blood Bowl figures. This whole time I'm thinking, crap, I gotta. I don't know what's going to happen. Well, maybe, you know. And as I'm driving, I tried to go up the street to get to my house, and it's blocked off by police. This is the connecting street, 4th Street. And it's blocked off, so I had to go to the next street. I had to go up 19th from Scott's. And if you want to get on Google Maps, I went up sooner. So sooner and then 4th, and it was completely closed off by cops already, you know, not ten minutes after the storm came through. So I go up to 19th, and I make it to Eastern, which, like I said, is the connecting street between Scott and I. And I get, you know, the most surreal moment for me is as I'm coming up 19th Street. I'm heading uh, west, and it's kind of hilly. and I see all these taillights, just massive amount of taillights (laughs) as I'm going. And in the distance... I can see flames coming up from two separate areas. You know, there was a, a house on fire somewhere, obviously, and another house on fire somewhere else. And I could just see these sm- those plumes of smoke coming up. I'm like, this is not going to be fun. So I get up. I eventually had to park my car because they weren't letting cars past. So I parked the car in a housing addition, which is... I never mapped it. It's probably... From 19th to my house, what, a mile and a half? Yeah. Two miles, something? Yeah, I did. Uh, so I had to park right around there. My sister's in between there and my house. I'm thinking my sister's probably fine because I'm thinking my house is gone. But I'm going to check in on her anyways. This whole time, like I said, there's cars everywhere. More than that, there's debris everywhere. More than that, there's people walking everywhere.
0: You know what it reminded me of? And I, I say this every time. It, you know, One, everybody describes it like a war zone or mm-hmm. something like that, which is true. But yeah. the only thing, I, if you've ever seen War of the Worlds, the one with Tom Cruise and stuff, is people just kind of grab whatever they can mm-hmm. and they just walk. And they yeah. don't really know where they're walking, but it's they're ex- just walking.
1: That's exactly what it was.
0: That's exactly what it looked like and felt like.
1: There was a group of people they were walking out of the additions and there's a group of people walking into the additions so I'm walking in and I know the back way to get into my sister's addition so there's a power line down though and I don't know if the I'm sure the power's off but you you know I don't I don't work with power lines I don't know if right. it's safe um see other people going under it so I go to the most safe place it looks like and go under it and Step over the downed power line and all that, and so I'm walking towards my sisters. And there's flooding. Some uh, there's debris everywhere. As I get closer to her house, you know, there's a tree down, giant tree just down in the middle of the road. There's fences down. There's debris everywhere. But I'm not seeing any real damage, you know, not not structural damage. You know, I'm seeing mm-hmm. fences down. I'm seeing all that, <clears throat> you know windows busted you know right but so i get to her house and it's fine like i said there was a tree down near there so it wasn't great but and her tree in the front was down and but she was fine lost power i rested a little bit and i'm like okay well at least she's alive So good and i start walking to my house my sister lives exactly half a mile away from me i'm walking up her street Because I go up her street, cross 4th Street, and there's my street. And I'm seeing more damage and more damage. And I can see ahead of me, in the middle of the road, there's a car upside down. (laughs) And this whole time, I know it sounds stupid, but I'm not really looking around too much. Because with all the debris in the ground, I'm watching... I don't step on stuff. Right. You know, I don't want to step on, you know, nails or... You know, lose my footing or step on a live wire or a dead body. Who knows? Right. So I look up and I see that, you know, upside down car. And then I start looking. And on each side of the street, there are three houses completely destroyed. And then a house that is mostly destroyed, but they're both two stories. So Mm -hmm. it just, like, took off the top story and left some of the other part. Right. And then three more houses destroyed. So I could tell right at that moment that tornado was seven houses wide and it was going fast enough that the front and the back winds didn't destroy the houses that were in the quote unquote eye. It was amazing. Huh. And it's a weird feeling to be walking down a street and look to my left and I can see other streets through house through what used to be yeah, houses. Right. So I get through that and I feel kind of bad because I never had that instinct of maybe I should check on people. You know, nobody was screaming for help. There was a lot of people around. It took me a while to get there. So this is probably maybe an hour or so after the tornadoes. So there's already police looking for stuff. There's people helping out other people. And that was a great thing. You know, you did see tons of people just helping other people and people out. you know, cleaning the driveways already, all that crap. So, I get past it, and I'm thinking, well, good, my house is fine. Because if it hit here, my house has to be fine. And I get to 4th Street, and it was a sight to see. It was every single power pole down on 4th Street. So up and down 4th, just power pole, power pole, power pole, power pole. Had to walk over those, get to the other side. And... It's a weird thing to be walking after a tornado on the ground because of liquefaction. You know, the tornado brings up the groundwater Mm -hmm. and it shakes it. So every step I'm taking, my foot is going into the ground like three, four inches. Right. It's crazy. So I get to my street and I can see that everything's pretty much fine. There's just debris around. And there's a neighbor at the end of the street that, Waves to me every time I go by. I'd never introduced myself, so I introduced myself to him and talked to him for a little bit. Got to my house. Everything was good. I had some tree limbs down. I had some debris in the yard. Obviously, you know, damage to the shingles and stuff. But structurally, everything was good. No power. I came in, grabbed some clothes and some shoes and all that stuff that's needed. Put it in a backpack I hid my comics and hid my computers just in case anything happened. Then walked all the way back, and as I got back to my car, the tornado hit probably three or four. I think I was in my car at six forty-five, mm-hmm. and everybody's texting me asking me how the car, you know, house is and how I'm doing. And my phone's almost dead, so I couldn't reply to people. Right. So I sat in my car. Hey, I'm exhausted because I walked three miles and it's not a good not a good walk. It's not no, no not no. a pleasant relaxable walk when you see all this. It um, was
0: so stressful not you. Know,
1: yeah. I feel guilty for
0: saying I'm stressed or a victim or anything else because
1: Yeah, you don't I mean But it
0: it is. It's stressful. Yeah.
1: I initially we thought we were going to die and then when we didn't it's like, oh well, now my, all my stuff's gone, and now it's not. I'm like, oh, okay. For 24 or
0: 36 hours every time I was alone, I pretty much teared up. Yeah. And it's just because I I don't know what it was. I mean, I talked to you. You mm-hmm. said maybe it's – I don't know what you said, but you made me feel better. Well, there's this
1: Survivor's Guild. There's the, just the rush of adrenaline. There's all kinds of stuff. It,
0: it was – yeah.
2: It
1: was – I got back to my car, and to go from 19th Street – From Eastern on 19th Street to Sooner should normally take you, what, five minutes? At most. It took me two and a half hours. Wow. Just bumper to bumper, not moving traffic. And as we're going down 19th Street, which is basically a two-lane road, every once in a while there'd be cop cars coming up or ambulances coming up, so we have to all move to the side. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it's a war zone. You just see all these people. They were parking there to walk into more. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Yeah, miles out just. To- yeah, and so I finally got to sooner, and that's kind of a southern high. It's a off highway, mm-hmm. and I took it to Norman, hung out with a buddy of mine for a couple of days there, and it was it was rough. Even not having any damage, I didn't have power for five days. I didn't have There's any every bit of that. Yeah. yeah. I didn't have any power back until, I think, that Friday. That happened on a Monday.
0: Yeah, I mean, we left the house just to, you know, we thought we could get back into our neighborhood through the back roads, and uh, we didn't take any clothes.
1: Yeah. That was another thing. You know, I grabbed clothes and stuff, which I'm glad. Um, I didn't come back to the neighborhood for, I think I came back on Wednesday or Thursday. I think Thursday. Mm -hmm. Is So the night I stayed with you?
0: probably mm, thursday yeah, yeah
1: yeah thursday so it happened on a monday thursday was the first day i actually came back to the house that's right yeah because i just stayed in norman i didn't need to be at my house i didn't need to be in the way of stuff right if, um, I'm a, if i was a better person i should have been volunteering and helping Well, people, it's either but you,
0: you help or you get out you help by getting yeah, out of the way
1: i got out of the way i didn't mess with stuff i hung out at mike's and went to shopping malls and man life is boring when you don't have internet and electricity <laughs> cool podcast to listen to oh yeah i know
0: but just to sum up the rest of that day we left and we went down to norman to eat because i thought i at least had to feed my kids and just the shock of i'm glad that everybody's around and charge our cell phones and stuff yeah. uh, we went down to wizards and of course brian was happy to see that you know we you survived, everything yeah. else and then I realized that we should have took clothes. That was pretty stupid because there's yeah. no way we we're getting back in our neighborhood. So we had to go around this giant path of a tornado. And we we had to drive like 30-something miles for a drive that's normally like eight miles to my mm-hmm. mom's house to get around everything. And then we just stayed at my mom's. And to sum it up, the next day we went back to Moore to try to get clothes. Yeah. And it took two and a half hours just to get in to Moore. mm mm-hmm. And it was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, luckily, we got, we the guy from the um, what is it the Air National Guard or whatever he let me
1: through or whatever. Yeah.
0: The, and um, and got to our he, neighborhood, so we and were give people
1: some type of idea of it's amazing the outpouring of volunteerism. And then the people like like I said, no traffic lights working because no electricity. The cops working my traffic light by my house. From Ponca City.
0: Yeah. It, it,
1: you know, an hour and a half away or two hours. And they're here. And you know they're here the whole week.
0: It, it is tr- It is really amazing, Kat. You know, every time you're about ready to, like, just uh, throw humanity off, shuffle it up yeah. in a dustpan, throw it away. Something like this happens,
1: and you're just amazed and by again, people. And the only thing I'm wrestling with, with this tornado, you know, I, I'm okay with me having my crap and people dying. You know, that's... It's not up to me. That's up to a higher power, or if there's not one, it's up to just dumb luck. Nothing I can control. However, I feel kind of shitty for not being a better person. You know, you see all these people that come out, they come from states away to volunteer. And I'm thinking, I just want to lay in bed and not worry about this shit. You know, I could be out volunteering, I could be donating money, I could be... You know, doing all this stuff, but psychologically, all I wanted to do was, like, I just wanted to go back to my house and lay down.
0: Psychologically, all I wanted to do is I kept wanting to watch the news. I became yeah. one of those people that just watched the news all the time. It was horrible. Long.
1: You know, this is a weird thing. Hours, so. I, I've probably seen less coverage of this tornado than everybody listening to this. That's because everywhere you were at had no power. Uh, when I went to Mike's, my buddy Mike's, he had power, but they don't have a regular TV. So we could only watch, like, clips that were on YouTube or through the Xbox, and...
0: Yeah, it was like saved a lot of grief, way. Well, was. yeah,
1: but I also made me feel kind of disconnected from it, because it happened. Well, you know, you come back, and I it's everywhere. You know, I go to work, I go down 4th Street, and it took out neighborhoods on both sides, and, you know, you, I go to your house, and... I go past areas where the whole neighborhood's gone, you know. It
0: is weird, weird seeing, like, what you used to never, like, you never look, looked off to your right because there was just a bunch of houses in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look over there, it's just a clear path. To the highway. So like the I can highway see and pass.
1: Across yeah. the highway. I can see the Warren Theater here <laughs> exactly. from here. Exactly. So, it it was
0: very nuts. Um, the only person that, indirectly, my uh, nephew had a little boy that was in one of the schools that passed yeah. away. So, Yeah, very blessed that I guess I was blessed that we didn't know people. It still sucks at people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, My niece, her daughter went to Plaza Towers, and she was able to pick her up and get her out before the tornado hit. That's good. So that was good. That was the closest brush I had. Um, Our buddy Jake, like I said, who lived by Plaza Towers, we got to hang out with him and found out that when he made it back to his house, there was a National Guardsman protecting his house and he walked up and he's like i think this is what he said he's like um can i help you and the guardsman's like uh this area is protected and he's like well this is my house and he goes okay um are all members of your family accounted for and jake's like yeah he goes okay there are two bodies on your property oh yeah yeah there was so yeah i mean
0: yeah, that's pretty crazy. It's creepy. To think about that. Yeah. What's kind of weird, too, and I know we're rambling on this segment. So. But,
1: again, I don't care. You know, if you don't like to listen to it, just don't listen.
2: Um,
0: three houses in that same neighborhood that were destroyed, mm-hmm. we all put bids on before we finally bid on this house that I'm currently in. Wow. And we were upset every time, you know, because you bid on a house and yeah. you get turned down. It's just weird. I mean, I it know you wonder, everybody, you know.
1: I know, but what did those people do to piss off God? <laughs> no. Yeah.
2: Is Obvious- that where we're going with
1: this? Oh, no, I'm just saying. No. if If God looks out for you and made sure that you didn't get your bids so you got to the house you're in, obviously they did something. It's like God's <laughs> like, you know what? Fuck you. I know what 20s is going to come through here. You're going to get that house.
0: Right. I'd like to think that he's on my side, but.
1: No, that's nationwide.
0: Nationwide is. Okay? Yeah. All right. Uh, I think uh, acts of nature and stuff just happens. So oh, that, of course. That's just my theory. Things. stuff.
1: And that's ne- inevitably one of the questions is, well, why don't you leave more? Because, yes, this is Tornado Alley. Yes, we are a magnet for tornadoes. It's our home. It's where we grew up. I grew up here. I didn't. I
0: said I'd never live here, to be honest with yeah. you. I, growing up, I said I'd never live in more, and then I ended up. <laughs> really, all my friends or family, so I, yeah. I ended up staying here more. So I, you know, all I can tell you for sure is next income tax. Uh, if we have enough money, we're probably going to get a shelter, absolutely, room sort of seller of some sort. Um, let's oh, yeah, we could talk, talk about, about May twentieth forever because it just is so ingrained in us. But
2: let's we have move to talk on about 11, the next week. Yeah, yeah,
0: eleven days later. You know, we're still recovering. Everybody's. You know, I finally make it back to work, even though it wasn't directly. Yeah. It shook me, you know, and it shook you, and it shook yeah. a lot of people. Um, May 31st, again, I get a call from Brian. You need to watch out. Mm-hmm. This is a big day. And so I went ahead and I left work early. And uh, I did, too. Some of the people at my job thought I was crazy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it's, it's 3 o'clock. I can't believe you're leaving. It's like, well, I can get my kid, and I can get to sh- safety without – getting stuck in traffic yeah i left at
1: four and figured that was plenty of time so i got home
0: so my wife unfortunately had to work in more at four o'clock but i went over to my mom's house where she has a a a cellar and stuff inside her house or whatever Mm -hmm. and let me tell you something sitting through a tornado when you know a, a a shelter underground shelter is 35 feet away from you
1: whole different feeling
0: totally different feeling yeah it's just a security just the fact that I put my kids down there, even though it was not really close yet, mm-hmm. and if I tripped and fell, they're still going to be okay in yep. that thing. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, that tornado, you know, it started out west of us and north of us. And like you said, those tornadoes generally go northeast. Yes. I've never seen one go southeast. This one did. This one for the
0: longest time it went east. Yeah, it was just heading straight
1: east, and we're like, okay, cool, nothing to worry about. And I, kn- I started worrying when I'm watching the TV, and News Channel Nine has a helicopter, and it's showing pictures of the tornado, and there's a little vortex that is circling, and the little vortex, which you know, I say little, but you know it's a, it's a tornado. It's a tornado. That tornado moves in like a circle and disappears and then reforms like it went around in a circle. And I I look at that and I go, "Wait a minute. That's one giant fucking rotation."
0: Right, with little
1: with giant tornadoes coming out of it. And if that whole thing drops, this is going to be bigger than the one from the week before. Right. It's going to be bigger than the one from more because at that time it was like two miles wide and the whole rotation was the whole thing was just rotating.
0: There was a few pictures of this May thirty first tornado where there was the big rotation yeah. and then there was three spin off
1: rotations oh, yeah.
0: all on the ground at the same
1: time. But that's that's the freaking thing. scary. Though that is all one big rotation though. Right. And that's the problem. So when I saw that and it started going instead of just directly east, it was going east and north then east south and east and then north and it, it gave me the feeling like if you put spin on a ball and push it forward uh-huh. how it goes up and then down and up and then down right. and i'm like this whole damn storm is rotating i'm like i am the fuck out of here <laughs> so i grabbed three things i grabbed a flashlight i grabbed a jacket and lube no no lube um <laughs> figure there would be plenty of rain for that And I grabbed my cubby bear, which is my little bear that I've had since 1985 that watches the baseball games with me. And we booked it to Norman. And I left early. I went by Sooner, and it was no traffic. I got to my buddy's house in Norman, rode it out there, and he didn't even know a tornado was coming. And I'm like, I don't know if it's going to head. I actually went to Wizards first, bought some paint, Uh and I thought, maybe this will be south enough and then I saw it coming more south, and I'm like, maybe not south enough. So I thought, oh, maybe I'll go hit the casino, because there's a casino another 10 miles south of there. I thought, maybe that'll be south enough. So i go over the highway, and it's nothing but red lights all the way south. was not moving. I thought, that's not going to happen. So I turned around went to Mike's. Uh, again... And hung out there and forced him to get the live feed on the computer and everything.
0: Right. my, you know, Like I said, my wife had to come back down to work here more. So she was here. She got off actually at like 6.30 yeah. and said, what should I do? And I said, well, just go back to the house. At the time, if you watch the radar, if you – you know, yeah. we we are accustomed to like going to our local news stations and watching the weather patterns to try to see yeah. to predict it ourselves, and most of the time you can.
1: Yeah, which way the storms and for move in? I'll tell you this: for the most part, any Oklahoman can outdo a lot of meteorologists in your local market. Oh, I agree with that. Just based on the knowledge that we pick up, we see a storm and we're like, okay, that's got a tail hook, and it's getting <laughs> stronger. Okay, well, you might want to take shelter. Yeah,
0: a lot of amateur meteorologists. Yeah, here. yeah. Uh, so I was watching the radar the whole time at my mom's, and I said, "No, it's going to be fine. It's going to. We're probably going to get hit. Ironically enough, mm-hmm. if we have stayed home, we'd been, you know, okay." Well, as soon as I said this, my wife goes home to ride out the storm by herself. The things turns southeast like you were talking yeah. about. Never, ever do I remember tornadoes
1: I've never seen going one.
0: southeast. No. And they start going southeast right towards Moore.
1: And it looks like it looked like it was just like, oh, wait. Oh, I got lost. I was supposed to hit Moore. <laughs> and then it went south. And we're like, fuck. At one point, as we're watching the TV it looked like the Phoenix Force over Oklahoma City. Oh, I believe it. Like, there was a radar image, and it just looked like the Phoenix. I'm like,
0: oh, oh. The, the, yeah, yeah. Like, what? oh,
1: well, yeah, it's the Phoenix. Come to kill us all. Great.
0: Because <laughs> it was just blowing up out there, mm-hmm. and it was it was crazy. Um, so we got this giant tornado. What they say? It had like a 2.6 miles wide or something like that? It was
1: officially classified afterwards as an EF-5, which is the highest classic. A tornado can be it is the widest tornado that has ever been recorded at 2.67 miles or 2.14 okay. over two miles wide a one tornado was
0: yeah it's crazy
1: and by the time it went south it was breaking up into smaller tornadoes right but that doesn't help things because then they can't predict where things were going you know it hit more again
0: it did because my neighbors lost trees. Yeah. My but brother's women. house,
1: which is further north than us, um, it's going to be a total loss because it basically got shifted. The, the winds were so strong, it shifted the house. Huh. And we don't even know if it was a tornado or if it was just straight line winds. Right. Um,
0: well, my wife said the hail was ridiculous. Our, she says she scared to death.
1: Oh, Yeah. Our buddy Allen, he was he went to, ironically, to a hotel right off 19th Street because why would it ever hit there again? And we listened to the reports, and it's talking about a tornado hitting on 19th Street again. <laughs> right. And we're like, fuck.
0: Yeah, so. Uh,
1: but, yeah, it was like a lot of little tornadoes, tons of lightning, tons, tons of rain. I've never seen it rain that hard. No,
0: I ne- never in my life being here have I seen a storm that, like I told my mom. Um, you know, we, we were watching the repeat of the the weather, and this was at like ten o'clock. Mm-hmm. I said, like you were saying, it's like the Phoenix Force. It just kept growing. It was like yeah. a flame on that radar. I said, if you took a match and you like lit the match up in a wind, and the wind was blowing strong, mm-hmm. I go, that's what this looks like. And it just dumped rain and rain and hail. And then at midnight, you thought it was gonna be over, and then it start it built burst mm-hmm. right back open again.
1: Luckily, just rain.
0: It was rain and hail, but still scary enough yeah. well, yeah, to everybody. Yeah. But no tornadoes. Now, the, the bad thing about this storm was, is everybody was so scared oh, from May 20th. Fuck, yeah. Everybody in Oklahoma City, Moore, Norman, tried to run from this thing. So they got in their cars.
1: Also, it was rush hour.
0: And it was rush hour. There, people,
1: I, I think most of, of the people ran. died in trying to avoid it from yes. the cars. And there were people that were hiding out. For whatever reason, in drainage pipes, thinking that they were you know safe. Well, they because heard it's the underground. get underground, yeah.
0: and then they got drowned because it, of rushing water.
1: Never seen that much. We've never had floods like that before. Yeah, it was flooding sad. downtown. There was water in the, you know, our hockey teams, or, yeah, you know, yeah, dugouts and mm-hmm. not dugouts, but train. Ra- well, the rainwater came rooms. in rooms.
0: Yeah, it was all in the, the locker rooms. Locker there rooms, we go. Yeah. It was crazy. I've never seen. No. The first storm yeah, was like everybody a tried typical to huge tornado that we should all be scared of. Yeah. But that second storm was the weirdest storm I've been in in a long time yeah. that I can ever remember because it just sat on top of us and
1: crapped on us for like eight hours or and more. And we thought we'd be fine because it was it started out north of us. And we're like, okay, it won't hit us. And then well, it we did. we still
0: got in the shelter because it said it came, you know, it, it was made hitting the And I was like, holy crap. We yeah. got in the shelter for a good 45 I minutes. I was
1: in Norman and I was getting Mike's kids in the bathroom and, you know, there was an extra closet and we. Were, I was getting couch cushions off the couch. And I'm like, yeah. we're taking shelter. I don't care what you think. You <laughs> might think I'm crazy. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it, luckily, again, it passed everything. I had more damage this time, um, mainly just uh, tree limbs down. Uh, Oh, I forgot to mention, you know, like I said, from the previous tornado, I had debris and stuff, but nothing major. You know, I didn't think that, you know, there was really anything bad. But there was, like, this piece of metal on the ground. So I went to go pick it up, and it didn't move. And I realized that the metal was embedded in the ground, And this was like a... It used to probably be a six-foot-long piece of gas pipe. Uh Uh-huh. And it had already been mangled, so I thought I'd just be picking it up and putting it to the side. I left it because it was so deep. You know, it was Mm -hmm. interesting. My brother comes up, and he pulls it out of the ground to do. It was embedded into the ground 18 inches. Wow. It had to be in the air and just drop straight down and hit. Yeah, that would have killed you. It would have killed anyone. It would have gone straight yeah. through a car. And I thought, you know, if that had hit my house, it would have just gone pfft, yeah, like right that. through the house.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's unreal. Yeah. I mean, it is.
1: But, yeah, then the flooding and all the people trying to leave. And I didn't make it back from that one until the next day. I stayed at Mike's again. And, again, out of power. And trying to get. <laughs> we were getting together with buddies to talk because we hadn't seen them since the tornado and it took an hour to go five you know five minutes usually just oh, cuz all we're the traffic over buffalo, yeah Wild buffalo wings, buffalo, yeah. Wild wings. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's normally a 5 minute drive and yeah it took forever so it was crazy um and then just Gosh. like as soon as may 31st ended we got hot and yeah. so when you get a lot of hot you don't have to worry about tornadoes
4: too much yeah.
1: so it went we our tornado it was cold for most of the spring, and then it got a little wet. That was fine, <laughs> and then two weeks of tornado season, and now summer at ninety-five degrees. Yeah, which I'm okay with. I'd much rather have the heat than tornadoes.
0: But it it wasn't a slow progression of the weather. No, it was really like the kickoff table. Like, okay, now suddenly it's yeah. a blizzard, or it's the hottest ever, but.
1: Hopefully, this is an aberration for this year only. If it becomes a pattern like this. We're moving? We're moving. (laughs) Go north? I'm thinking so. (laughs) As much as I love Austin. You know, the guys in Austin are great. It's hotter down there, and it's only going to get hotter.
0: We'll talk about that in a second.
1: So So, I'm thinking Chicago. Chicago? Yeah. Sell everything I own, just go to Chicago. All right. Buddy up with J.P., you think he'll take you in?
0: Yeah, you know, his Slurpcast is back. Yeah, no, I know. Thankfully. We,
2: yeah.
1: yeah, if we would have recorded this on time, you know, we'd be out before then. Oh, so, well, we sort of. So. Oh, well. Yeah. All right. And by the way, yes, we realize this is late. And here's the thing. We survived two EF5 tornadoes. <laughs> I didn't have electricity for two weekends in a row. Uh, bite me. There we go. Nobody's going to be mad. I know, but.
0: God, you're so violent. I I'm supposed to be the violent one. That's going to be next Gosh. segment. Do we have anything else about tornado talk?
1: I don't think so. If you have any questions about tornadoes, uh, you're more than welcome to ask us.
0: I, I once again, and I know we've talked so long. That yeah, it's been like over 50 opens.
1: minutes, but I don't care because people, the
0: outpouring from people yeah. all across the world was amazing. We really when do. I got appreciate text it. messages from May 20th. I had them from everybody from Texas to Canada to mm-hmm. tweet messages. Thank you so much. Um, that, Yes, For a we, guy who was like whimpering and crying <laughs> you know, the day after this, that really made me feel really good. So, yeah. so and we, we appreciate it.
1: As I sit there alone in the dark in the heat with no electricity and right. only my little phone with messages from people that to keep nice? me happy. No, it made me feel really, really sad and lonely. <laughs> but it helps some.
0: Alright, well that's good. Yeah. Steve's the lonely guy.
1: Yep. I'm always alone. <laughs> All right, well, if we don't have
0: anything else, let's take a quick little break, and we'll be back with some tournament talk.
4: Uh, Hello, my name's Jervis Johnson, and I listened both down.
0: All right, we're back with some Tournament Talk. Today, this is kind of like a uh, segment that I just wanted to get in because it's been a while since we talked about tournament etiquette.
1: Oh, and this is Tournament Talk A. Tournament Talk A. We'll have Tournament Talk B coming up. Sure. Which, Um, again, is nothing to do with fluff, but bite us.
0: If you followed my Twitters, probably around Rock Cup time, I was lashing out. Yeah. Uh, for probably a couple reasons. Yeah. But um, I want to say, if you go to a tournament and you have a team painted and maybe the models aren't accurate (laughs) or maybe... And I'm going to use myself as an example of this. Yeah. Uh, Like at Rock Cup, I took a second edition Skaven team. Mm -hmm.
1: I thought it was obvious. Well, you ran into the same problem I did with Chaos Cup last year. I took a a regular... What, third edition? 3.5 edition? The latest human. The latest yeah. human team. By d- they're humans. D- 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 right. And you and I, we both use positional players for those positions. The problem is people aren't used to seeing them. So they get confused. Right. So I had, and I'm going to use myself
0: first. I'm going to beat up myself yeah. first. Uh, I had a scaven team. To me, it's really obvious. All the catchers have the yeah. big uh, catcher mitt things mm-hmm. on there. Look like like they're pulling stuff out of the oven. The blitzers are the guys that are just standing straight, and all the linemen are the guys standing, you know, sidestep looking. And the throwers have a ball in their hand. And I was shocked that I played some people, even some seasoned players, who got a little bit confused. Yeah. And so that told me um, that maybe I need to look at my own self. When you go to tournaments, it's not your league. it's not your home league, it's not your store league. It's not a casual game with your friend. You are at a tournament. you have only so much time to play yeah. a game, therefore, your team needs to be marked clearly because you don't have time to go, "Oh, what's number thirteen mm-hmm. and go down the roster you're gonna go, "Oh, that guy's a blitzer, okay yeah or whatever um like I said, I thought mine were clear, but i paid I painted every base purple because mm-hmm. my team colors were purple and yellow for my Scaven team so i thought it's not a big deal i don't have to make the red guys you know paint the bases red for blitzers green for linemen whatever right. uh but a lot of people were confused and there was some other teams at the tournament that were not clearly marked yeah um and i was- it was some guys' first tournament so maybe that's why they weren't clearly marked and that doesn't even matter what I'm what I'm saying is, think about when you go to tournaments. This is not your ho- your league. Yeah. This is not your league. You don't have three hours to play. You don't have four hours to play. You have two hours to play.
1: As we were talking about this, because this did come up because of the last couple tournaments we've gone to. There's been these issues where it's it's either a cool fluff thing, or you know they write it out so it's perfectly fine for them, but it's hard for other people or You know, you use models that are clear. I think part of the problem is people see models in different ways. When I look at a Blood Bowl field, I see the models, and I'm kind of like a general in the air. I like to be able to see stuff, and I can more easily determine where they're going to go and how they should position based on the straight looking at them the color of the bases, the names on the bases, stuff like that doesn't really matter because I see the models and I need those to be representationally correct in order for me to be at my finest. You know, it's great if if you're using all the same models. And I had this problem with my own team, you know, when I used all thralls. Luckily, they're all the same figure, but once they start getting skills, it confuses me because I see just the same models. Um... I know that some people they don't care about that you know they see numbers or they can just as easily change out you know a scaven thrower with a scaven lineman that one's fifteen that one's twelve it doesn't matter I go by numbers it doesn't matter what the figure is right uh, a buddy that you know we played uh, I played Brad down there and I, I could tell, this is kind of why it came up, because he asked, you know, I had three rodders that, three were pesticles, you're right, and two of them have the arms up in the air, and the other one doesn't, and one of the guys with the arm up the air had a skill that the other two didn't. So he asked, and rightly so, if I could make the two that look the same have the same skill, and the one that looked different have the oddball skill. Right. So I said, no problem. Put a little band around him to remind me. And since it was a different figure, it worked great for me, too. Because I could more easily determine where he was just by looking at the field. Mm -hmm. So I think there's different ways that people see things. And sometimes you blind yourself to only your way. You know, I know that I look at an Amazon team. And the ones that are facing forwards are blitzers. The ones sideways are line women. But a lot of people don't see them that way. They don't see the models. They just see the bases. They just see those numbers. So that's uh, how they get confused.
0: I, I'm coming from this, like I said, because of frustration. Yeah. In Because I've been at many tournaments where I try to be clear. Yeah. I was surprised, once again, that my models weren't clear enough for the person. So I felt a little bit bad because I had a few people go, is this guy this and this guy that? Yeah. And it's like... To me it's obvious, but to them it's not, and so there
1: must be a problem. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. It's and weird.
0: if you venture outside the normal miniatures, whether it's second edition, third edition, or an impact team, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever, if you're doing some gimmick where they're monsters or um, mage knight figures or yeah. uh, roller girl figures, or like when I use my little pro wrestler guys mm-hmm. to make a vampire team back at Bugman's Bowl... Yeah you got to make that stuff clear. you just got to. Yeah. And that's why at Bugman's I made it as clear as day that I didn't even have to play with the miniatures on top. It was the base is red or vampires. Yeah. The one's green or thralls. Now, granted, that's a lot easier. There's only two positions on a vampire team. Exactly. And that's another reason mm-hmm. why I choose to use the wrestlers at that time right, for because that Because it didn't matter as much. Because... I didn't have to worry about, like, if I had an undead team or a necromantic team or what's another one with a lot of positionals? Norse team? Yeah.
1: There's a lot of positions yeah. there. Norse is a great example. You know, my Norse team that I have, it's very obvious what positions are which. To me, anyways. And it's the team I always play. Uh, our buddy Brian's bringing a Norse team in, and his he's using for, oh, Forerunners, people that i used for blitzers so whenever we play i'm going to be confused right that's my fault and
0: hopefully he'll
1: yeah color code those oh absolutely it'd be nice and i'm coming from a
0: school of when we first started paint miniatures and we first started having our league yeah i remember spence he color coded his just like they did in second edition you know i think throwers were white or whatever yeah and I thought, this is this kills his paint job. His paint job's awesome, and now he has all these different color bases.
2: Yeah.
0: But as as he went on, I realized how important it was. And I'm not saying you have to go by whatever the old standard no, label things are. You don't. Um, I know for me, I personally make throwers brown. Mm-hmm. I do blitzers red, you know, and then I do like linemen, a, a certain green color. And I have done that
1: with like that. my Dark Elf team. Right. I don't you know the colors are consistent to the team so you know it's purple dark black or you know pink or whatever i don't know but it doesn't matter which ones they are just so that they're differential right
0: and i i highly recommend that is what what i'm saying because if you just have uh toy models that are supposed to represent whatever
1: like the lego team that you got right well you look at that you know what positions are which because they're legos they're very easy to distinguish between each other and it's one of the things if if you have a question and this is something that we need to learn just for ourselves we need to bring hair bands like you do i believe
0: i've started doing it i, I think i don't bring enough right i'm gonna start
1: bringing more and this is something we recommend to everybody if you play at a tournament and you don't you know, if you have a problem telling two figures apart or if you want one to stand out, ask if you can put a ring around them, like a little hairband, a little plastic one, and they come in different colors. So it's like, okay, well, these four have guards, so I put, you know, four uh, yellows on them. I with
0: guard. And I it always yeah. use yellow. That's ironic that you say that. Yeah. No, that's why I said it. Oh, okay. Yeah. You noticed that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, just go get a cheap package of uh, the multicolor yeah. uh, ponytail holder things that girls have. And
1: nobody should complain. No. And if they do, then you feel even better justified when you lose to them and call them a douche. Right.
0: But I've been at too many tournaments where people are using deceptive figures to represent one thing and then mean another. And I'm tired of it. So and it
1: it's probably not on purpose.
0: I don't think it is on purpose, but it still gives an advantage.
1: Yeah. Like I said, that's what I'm saying. And is, that's what I hate. Um, it depends on how you play Blood Bowl, on how you see things. On okay. how the advantage is,
0: and again, putting up a little piece of paper by them to say this guy's, uh, you know, this guy's a berserker, and this guy looks just like this is, uh, yeah. you know, Orphnaer or whatever.
1: Well, I realize they all have twist ties on them, but for this tournament, I'm using, you know, little pieces of tape on them, not the twist ties. So ignore the twist ties. Right, we've ran into that before yeah.
0: too. Make them clear, because if you start winning and your team's deceptive, you're going to piss people off. And even if you don't win, you're going to piss me off. Yeah. And then I'm going to bitch about it on Twitter, and then I'm going to have a whole segment about you <laughs> on my podcast. So be as clear as possible, and I mean that even to myself. Yeah. Next time I play Skaven, with, if I play the same team, I might have to color code those things different, mm-hmm. even though I think it's obvious to myself.
1: And that's what I'm saying. You know, Even GW teams, which I look at a ghoul... And I realize it's a ghoul, but in my head, I still see it as a white. I don't know why. Maybe oh, the Alan. Actual mini itself. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Alan played him incorrectly for the first year, or I understand. Someone did, but in so, your head, it doesn't look like a ghoul, it looks right? Like it, like- and those things mess me up in my head, and that's my fault. I but s- that's with a traditional, accepted GW team. It doesn't get better than that.
0: I saw this out there on the internet somewhere long ago where somebody and this would work perfect if we played just tournaments. Yeah. The person would label his figures by letters. A, A and those would be both his blitzers. Oh. So blitzers wouldn't be one and two, it would be my A's are blitzers, mm-hmm. my B's are, you know, are throwers or whatever. And it was really clear, yeah. And and then they used the rubber bands around the base to represent skills. And I thought that works awesome if you were just playing tournaments. But I'm not going to label, you know, my miniatures that yeah. way because I have them in a league. And, and we
1: else. know a, a buddy of ours, Leland, He has those magnetic ones. Oh, yeah, that stick skills. on the bases, uh-huh. and those are pretty cool when they stick, and if you don't have to lay them down and right. you know
0: so well in uh extreme over at Zlurpcast cast yeah for his 40 miners yeah all his have like a, a i believe he goes by like a verb right block run for runners so. on his 40 miners the 40 miners i think he has those in block lettering on yeah. every position so if he wants to use golden toe joe the kicker mm-hmm. it's obvious he's all really a blocker and yeah. kind of stuff too so that's a another idea but then again who can afford to put on every one of their teams yeah i mean if you concentrate on one or
1: two teams yeah absolutely team.
0: but paint those rings around those positionals
1: geez or bring the rubber bands or bring the correct team and that then you're
0: representing you...
1: well yeah and i'm including
0: myself i know and now that i have vampires yeah next time i need to bring vampires and oh do you, a vampire? yeah, you got a vampire team yeah, I got a vampire any team. news on mine they're not available anymore oh. they're really not they're not on the website
1: If anybody out there has a vampire team and would like to get rid of it, please contact Steve. Because I want a vampire team. Should have got it when it was getting good. Well, I didn't know. I didn't have the money. I I don't really have the money now, but I still want them. You should sell one. I can trade you pink dice. So I do have extra pink dice.
0: Pink dice what? Block dice. Oh. Yeah, those are going to be quite the commodity. Oh, yeah. But we'll, we'll save that for another time.
1: Yeah, we don't get into the news that much anymore. Yeah,
0: oh well. Nobody cares. They already know it before we can talk about it.
1: Yeah, that's very true. But yeah, we pretty much covered everything, and we're not trying to harp on anybody. I kind of
0: am. No, come on. I'm harping on people just to be aware that when you go to tournaments, you're not playing your friends. You can't take your time (laughs) and play one half and expect that to be okay. Yeah. You have to play the freaking game.
1: And that's true. We're not trying to say this in a negative way, though.
0: No, I mean it for everybody. We mean
1: it for everybody. I mean it for my local yeah.
0: guys here that come to a tournament every now and then.
1: Yeah, because so. we did have a guy who's like, can I just borrow, or I only have the orcs team. Can I just make them, um, was it lizard man or something? Something it was like, that. like Not really, Um, unless you you can make it obvious. You but you really need to make it really obvious. So unless you have a lot of orcs, I would say no.
0: It has to be grotesquely obvious. Yeah.
1: And, like, eventually, I plan on having a Minotaur-Ogre team. So it's only going to be all Ogres, but all Ogre positions are Minotaurs. And then I'll have little Minotaurs for the, you know, the Snotlings. That's cute. But the problem is... I would never take that to a tournament, because I know people see Minotaurs, and you're going to think Minotaurs, and you're going to think they have the different skills. They're going to tell on you. They're going to say, like,
0: you're a roll wild animal.
1: Well, that's the problem. I don't want people to think that, so I wouldn't do it. Even though it's it's pretty obvious. You know, I've got five guys on the field. I'm buying one miniature,
0: and I'm going to buy 16 of them, and I'm just going to go, well, it's on the roster. Yeah. And then I'm going to give them weird numbers, not 1 through 16. It's going to be like 21, uh, yeah, uh, the infinity symbol, uh, that (laughs) one's 62, pi, and then just go, what? It's on my roster, dude. I'm going to handwrite my roster, and I'm not going to color code anything. Or I will, and I'll go, see this uh, scratch? This one's red for blood. That's that's another thing. This scratch, the green scratches on my zombies are, um, they're not zombies. If you can, they're off runners. If
1: you're putting time and effort into your <laughs> roster, please make them legible to the other people easily. You know, looking at, you know, just have skills and additional skills labeled. We don't need it to look like the ones from the box with all the star player options. And I don't know. It's part of tournament etiquette. Just as the most you can do to help the other person, the better even though it does help them name your
0: players because I like finding out who I'm fighting yeah but oh well we'll save that for
1: another time
0: All right, let's move on yeah this was this this was a
1: bitch session again we don't mean it negative negative I do no we don't mean it to be negative to people we just want things to be better and it happens so and this has no influence on what happens in the next segment that's all I'm saying (laughs) I'm going to fight you in the next segment. Fight!
5: Hi, everybody. I'm Slop Dost, beat writer for the Long Island Blood Bowl League, here with another Did You Know, featuring some of the most interesting stories of history in the Blood Bowl universe. Today... The first time, on record, a player was thrown by a teammate. Branch Richkey, the original owner of the famous halfling squad, the Greenfield Huggers, was looking for a way to get a few more saplings into the Glade to watch the games. His team was terrible. They just lost their 34th game in a row, and half their team was pulverized by Ramtut III. So he decided it was time to put a little entertainment into the game. So he invented the Halfling Hail Mary. But,
2: did you know?
5: Did you know that Mary Marginal was the first fling to take flight in the name of Blood Bowl? Mary was one of the halflings on that sorry squad of short rounds back in 2467. Marginal retrieved the kickoff from the Orkland Raiders and proceeded to do what halflings do best, hide behind their treemen. Mary scooched up alongside Leaf Green, trying to avoid the oncoming rush of Orc Blitzers. She was so desperate not to get killed that she even tried to climb her teammate, hopeful that the Orcs would just let time run out. But leaf just started itching from the halfling's desperate attempt at sanctuary. So, he plucked the pint-sized ball carrier and flinged her down pitch, over the heads of the black orcs and hobgoblins now staring up in bewilderment. When Mary landed on her bulging buttocks, she looked back and saw the orcs now reversing direction with death in their eyes. She picked herself up and ran as far from them as she could, crossing into the end zone and scoring a touchdown. The fans went ballistic and started cheering, Hail Mary! Hail Mary! The chance stuck, and Branch Richkey incorporated the unconventional play into the grasshuggers' arsenal. They lost the game, and unfortunately, Mary didn't survive to the end. The orcs were so impressed with her play that on the next kickoff, they tried to replicate the effect by picking her up and tossing her downfield. Unfortunately, that was a landing that stuck in the horn of an opposing black orc. So now you know what I know. This is Not tough.
1: And we're back with part two of Tournament Top, where we're actually going to break down the recent experience we had at Rot Cup in Austin, Texas.
0: Rot Cup!
1: It's a lot of fun. Um, Shout out to Kent and Melissa for hosting us for the weekend. We got hosted. Hosted ding-dongs. No. I got some hosted ding-dongs, yo. But we had some bacon crackers. Yeah, they did. And we got to
0: see Kent, Rafferty's giant... Jeez. Miniature Blood Bowl collection which Impressive
1: was It makes you jealous Yes it does And stole I stole a book from him You stole it? Well I borrowed it Okay. Pathfinder Bestiary uh, Bestiality? What? Bestiary Oh okay Is it Bestiary or Bestiary? I don't know Because there's no A in Beast There is A in a Beast Well I know but it's B-E-S-T-I-A-R-Y Bestiary I don't know Nobody cares. Yeah. That's, that's so, Rock mind. Cup. Um, this was held in Dragon's Lair. Yes. That's their new store, giant store, Austin, Texas. I don't know if
0: I saw a big comic crops. store ever this
1: big ever. Is no.
0: It, like sp- floor space and stuff.
1: And comic and games shop. We were <clears throat> we were blinded by the store at the beginning, because you walk in and it's gigantic, and you're like, "This is amazing." And those separate rooms for gaming and those tables in the back. And the uh, I don't want to get I don't want them to get mad at me, but the more you look at it, the more you're like Oh, well this isn't that cool of a store. Uh they don't have much. They've got like new stuff and uh they've got they're appealing to goth kids and Oh uh, Okay's <laughs> no, the the, man and Steve comes out. No, no, here's the one thing that pissed me off, and I will admit to this straight up anyone asks me. They had Two racks for t shirts. That's great. You got a lot of T shirts. The rack in front where everybody comes is for girls and men up to the size large. Maybe medium.
0: I call them children.
1: Right. And Women then and children. For all the fatties, your racks in back. Next to the candy. And away from we like candy. Away from all the prying eyes of the general public.
0: Because I like candy. Like,
1: screw you. No. Put, put both of them together. I'm not going to complain. You put the fat guys in the back because you're ashamed of us. Screw you. We give you all of our money because we don't have girlfriends or any self respect. Right. You need to give us proper place.
0: They put it by the candy so you can pick up a t
1: shirt and get you a, a Snickers bar, fatty. I'm not saying I did both of those, <laughs> I didn't. But I was tempted. No, I'm not saying it's... It's just wrong. And they have a lot of cosplay stuff, which is fine. I'm not against it. They were smart and they had every employee there until like 7 o'clock. Oh, yeah.
0: Until 7 o'clock was like female. And oh, yeah. And after 7, I guess dudes could work. Yeah.
1: On a Saturday, this was... I've always said, if you run a comic book store, there's one thing you need. Cute chicks behind the counter. That's right. And that's what they had. And they were cute enough. But since they were in a complex store, and we had nothing else to look at.
0: they became really they,
1: cute, oh yeah, they became really cute
0: yeah, it's like hey yeah i am getting drilled right now by chaos doors uh, would maybe you, you, you like could, to get drilled? Can I take you in the back and pl- pleasure you mm-hmm are you both down
1: <laughs> no i i was I was trying to think of a way to interject that most nerds are probably really good at kind no, I don't
0: know about that.
1: Well, because of this low self-esteem, you're trying to make them feel good more than you. And
0: We're going to go into this um, Tournament Talk. This is called Rot Cup.
1: Okay. Well, this is pretty rotten. Well, it's true. <laughs> so, it's late. I'm tired. I don't give a crap anymore. Listen to the news webcast. Going with their motto, fuck it. Whatever. Wow. Fuck it. That's <laughs> contagious. Fuck it. <laughs> you dropped the like, like, really, like a whole bunch. It's like a really horny frog. Fuck it and yet you hate frogs i hate frogs passion <laughs> all right rock cup so the store is awesome this is the
0: first tournament yeah in austin right first known that we know of first Oregon.
1: naf one yeah i think so
0: first one by these guys they're trying to get tournament started big there. props Damn to Matt late. for running
1: it yeah Matt. even if you did show up late yeah the tournament
0: <laughs> the to sign up to show up really late yeah, it happens. No, we're going to say it's really, really late.
1: Oh, yeah. Really it was like hours late. late. Yeah. Well, we, we had to cords and stuff to the computer. We had to eat computer. kolaches and donuts. Oh, those are good.
0: Kolachi factory, go do that. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good.
1: All right. Yeah, to keep the segment short, we're not going to talk about the horrible traffic on the way down, even though it was horrible.
0: Yeah, we got stuck in traffic for like three hours. It was horrible. And went like four miles.
1: Yeah, it was insane. Um we stayed with Kent and that was a lot of fun. Made the whole experience much more than just a tournament and made it a fun weekend.
0: I'm gonna call Kent my brother. Even though he probably didn't want me to be his brother. He probably likes you. Wants you to be his brother, but not Why do me.
1: you always think people like me better?
0: Because like you're gentle. I'm a gentle lover. I'm kinda like sandpaper. Like you need me to be smooth, but you don't really want me. But you're huggable. Okay, you're kind of, but deep down, you're the guy that they don't really want to be caught in the dark with.
1: Oh yeah, that's very true. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's... He lets
0: you borrow a book. That's true. After you that's asked I to asked. borrow a book, I expected him to throw the olive branch out and say, "Would you like to borrow a book too?" And at that point, I'd said, "But you're Nothing. not
1: running a D and D campaign." Well, you're not didn't. even playing in one because he, you're too lazy. He didn't even want to find out. That's true. <laughs> I'm just joking. I actually and,
0: borrowed Glart from him.
1: But anyways. Oh, yeah. We're still not talking about the tournament. Oh, not yet. So, what did I take, you ask? Oh, what did you take, Steve? To I took up? and screw three-die block. Um, Nurgle's, ro- Nurgle Rodders is how you have to put them into the NAF. So uh-huh. so screw three-die block for what reason? Well, they said that I called them Nurgle's Rodders. So I had to only have them. No, I don't have only rotters on the team. Oh. That's crazy. Okay, so um, I did take Nurgle because it is the rot cup, and in honor of that, I took the team the rotted tooth. So I figured that was a good blood bowl name.
0: I don't know. I'd, well, no, no offense, but I think you've been lacking on both. That's down a, a good name fluff for Scott. What? And I think I've been just ultra picky
1: lately. A, I guess so. That's a good name. I, I don't like names that you have to have the in front of it. Really? The Doombringers? You said that'd be fine.
0: But they're not You the tell me there's
1: not second edition teams called something similar to this.
0: Uh, I might grow to love it. Eh,
1: just saying. But I took, I took three Nurgle Warriors, two with Block, one with Mighty Blow. And in retrospect, Mighty Blow sucks ass. I'm not it, a fan of that for tournaments. It, it didn't do me any good. Uh, it took three Pestigores, two with Wrestle, one with Sure Hands. Eh. eh it's good enough. Okay. Obviously. Um, then six Rotters and a Beast of Nurgle. And let me tell you what. Mm-hmm. If you ever take a Nurgle team to a tournament and don't taste a beat. Don't taste, don't taste
0: the beast of Nurgle. don't taste
1: the beast of Nurgle if you don't take him you're an idiot that guy was my MVP on three of those games at least just by being there right amazing he he just destroyed people like oh I'm trying to get away oh I can't so sad oh he's got three of you tied up oh too bad <laughs> Oh, he was so nice and then two re rolls and a fan factor. But uh my to keep with the theme, my Nugo Warriors were Halle Tozis, Gingy, Vidas, Perdo Dantis, and then the Prestigors were tartar, Plaque, Abses, and then you know, enamel, Denton, Pulp, Nerve, and oh, all. Wow. yeah. yeah. Oh the beast of Nerkel was Cavate Crepe. So okay. cavity creep. Yeah, I got you. He makes holes in teeth. He makes holes I in teeth. I got you. Yeah. Haha, uh, funny pun. Ah, screw you. What's your team? Well, <laughs> it's no, not much better. Um, took It's check, not you... better at all, actually.
2: Ooh. dude.
0: Slam. Instead of uh, like uh, having a a challenge at Chaos Cup between us and Three dot Block, I think it's going to be you versus me, pal. I'm going to beat you up. I'm taking lizards. She's going to fail miserably. Probably will Um, if I get it painted. I took a (laughs) retail. I had an old second edition uh, Scaven Team. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was the first team I ever painted twenty some years ago. Yeah, back in high school. And so I wanted to strip them and repaint them or get them painted. And you told me to keep them. And just I talked patch you out of it
1: because they looked awesome.
0: So I repatched them. I just, you know, repatched them up. I rebased them. And uh, back then, I, I don't know why I thought this was cool. I thought this was like a cool made-up city. And you Google it and it shows up everywhere. But <laughs> Arconia... And then at the time, I thought, oh, they're the Arconia Rats, because they're rat people, mm-hmm. and that's cool, and we'll spell it with a Z, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, hey, it's 1989, so what are you going to do? The Lowdown gets. Yeah, the Lowdown gets like the Lowdown
1: Rats. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's another The team.
0: The Lowdown Rats? Yeah. No, I think they're just called the Lowdown Rats.
1: Oh, yeah. Chaos All-Stars. The Chaos All-Stars. I don't know about that. Okay. Oh, yeah. Check the books. I, I think
0: if you see that they win like a, a Blood Bowl or something. It just says Chaos All-Stars. Oh, okay. Uh, probably. Whatever. Anyways, so I didn't want to, because I have to fluff up every team that I play, so I didn't want to be called the Arconia Rats, because I figured that's just obvious. Right. So, thing something that was vermin-like and everything, and I toyed around with names, and I came up with the Arconia Swarm. Mm-hmm. So, that's what I went with. Uh, I did two Blitzers, one Thrower. Four linemen, four gutter runners, and I wanted to play with Glart, Smash Rip Jr. And everybody told you not to. Everybody told me not to. They told me to take Skitter, Stab, Stab, and everything else. Or a Rad Or a Rad Ogre, or something else. Or rerolls, Re-Rolls. And anything else. And <laughs> before we even go into the tournament stuff, anything else they told me might have worked just as well, too. Oh, yeah. Um, but... I love Glart from playing Underworld teams in our league. Yeah. And I wanted another guy that was like a blitzer and not some guy with seven armor. And this guy obviously has four strengths. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'm never going to get a chance to play with him ever at a tournament. And the build this, was this big enough. Out. Yeah. This one worked out where I could get everything I wanted, a bench player and everything else. And so I decided to take the leap of faith and try with Glart.
1: It was like me playing with Harkon. Probably not smart. But I wanted to. Right. So, anyways, I got Glark. Eh, well, how did your day go then? Um, I thought with the right
0: matchups, it, you know, my day could be fine. I thought I'd win a few games, let, yeah. lose one or two maybe. Um, but everybody at this tournament decided to bring undead, necromantic, or like... Chaos Dwarves. cast Dwarves. Mm-hmm. So, I get one of the cast dwarf teams right off the bat. Not a good matchup. And I've not really played Skaven very much at all. Yeah. Um, we played a practice game. It was what it was. Um, I had a few lucky breaks go my way. I was up 2 nothing on this Chaos Dwarf team. And the guy uh, was playing Kent. And, yeah. You know, and he was like, uh, you know, he thought he was doomed and everything else. And I thought if I could get another score, I could beat him. Yeah. But when it was only 2 nothing, I was like, I still don't think this game's over. Yeah. And sure enough, he grounded out, scored. I had to kick off to him. He grounded down. I tried the one play, you know, touchdown thing. But I didn't have enough guys to push my Skaven around enough. So, I tied the first Chaos Dwarf team I played 2-2. Two to two.
1: Did you play another one? You want me to just go through yeah, all I my Yeah, just go through questions? all yours.
0: Okay. Uh, second round, I played the other Chaos Dwarf team. Jeez. A um, uh, guy named, I think his name's Tim Hare. And... um. He had a cast dwarf team, and so I played him, and we ended up tying one to one,
2: yeah
0: uh same type of thing you know weather actually played an effect in this game. I was just like all I needed was a three or higher on this one little short pass that would have you know a gutter runner would have went you know nine up the field, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't have caught me, it was going to blow the game open, and I ended up tying one to one and Jeez. which sucks, and I was really pissed at this point. You know, two games, I had to play Chaos Dwarves. I was really, really, really pissed that I didn't win any games. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, looking back on it, I shouldn't have been pissed because I also didn't have two losses.
1: Yeah, but you you go for wins, not draws. I I agree with that. Um,
0: So there's those two matchups. You know, Glart is good in these matchups at times, and other times he. some people do go after him, so that was kind of interesting to see that happen. All day I couldn't win the the. The fan factor. Everybody had more fans than me, so I guess it was some weird Texas thing. <laughs> so I have two ties, so I'm thinking maybe I'll play some of the easier teams there. Well, I played Necro, and um, it was awful. This is the game where I rolled bad. I couldn't get anything going. Yeah.
1: Uh, this is the team with the confusing figures.
0: Let me state that the guy I was playing, it was it felt weird because I got told that, you know, this is a new guy, be easy on him and everything else. And he was a nice guy. He, there's nothing wrong that he yeah, really yeah. did. He was playing a team he was unfamiliar with. This right. was the third game he played with this team. And I think- the problem with the team was is if you look at the roster, whoever he borrowed the team from <laughs> he he had to mark off the numbers on the sheet and yeah. renumber all the guys. So that kind of led to being kind of confusing. At yeah. least in my mind, it throws me off. And um, they were all Mage Knight figures. Yeah. And back on the early Mage Knight figures, they were all kind of painted grimy and looking. So what, in my head, like you're going back to Brad seeing miniatures. Yeah. What I saw is like whites, they were really golems mm-hmm. and vice versa. It was just a matter of, what this miniature was. So there was a few times where I don't know what the right etiquette is in tournaments are, but a lot of times really,
1: because we just went through a whole segment. No, I'm about talking
0: that. about like, if somebody has a skill, do you mention it to them? Like, for example, somebody yeah. might start to do something to me and I'll go, Oh, you're going to, Tackle him? Well, before Mm -hmm. you do that, I'll let you know I have block and dodge. And then they go, oh, oh, and then they go on to do something else I do the same
1: etiquette that I do with hero clicks back in the day. I tell you once and maybe tell you twice. After that, I don't tell you. Okay. You know, because, like, if I have diving tackle, you know, I'll tell you, oh, hey, that guy has a diving tackle in case you want to not do that. And then you're like, oh, okay, cool. And then if you do it again... Chances are in a tournament, I'm going to go. Well, you know, I told you once before, and it's on the roster. So,
0: well, and that's what we're at ran this into. point. Yeah. Um. So I was more mad at myself. There was an instance where I was, I thought I was clearly letting him know, like, okay, yeah, this guy has this, this yeah. guy has that, and I went to dodge, and after I made the roll, uh you know, I was like, I'll use my dodge skill because I failed it. And He's like, oh, I got tackle, and in my head, I was going like, really? You wow. didn't tell me. Yeah, but at the same time, I, I don't know what the right approach is.
1: And again, with him being new, he might think that you're used to he, it. And even know if stuff.
0: not, yeah. it's my fault. Yeah. So I'm mad. At, I'm furious at myself in my head of because course. it's like they're all labeled with numbers. I should have checked that. I just got in a hurry. It is like I said, it's one of those a things when You look time.
1: at it, you don't. Yeah.
0: And if I would have re rolled it using my team re roll and made it, it probably I probably wouldn't even bring it up. Mm-hmm. But of course I failed it yeah. again. So it stuck in my crawl. Anyways, it was a bad game. It, yeah. And that move wouldn't have mattered to change the outcome <laughs> right. of the game anyways. He he just kicked my butt. I yeah. got my butt kicked. Uh it was only two to one, but I mean it was a trouncing on the field. Yeah. So it's it's not his fault. Like I said, I don't know what the etiquette is. Sure. Do you warn somebody? Do you not? Uh, should I just start shutting up? You know, when I play people and eh. just say, you know, it is on the register. You know, he didn't give me attitude. I, right, just, right. I was more mad at myself. Yeah. Anything. So I lost to Necro. This just that combo, of the Necros. You know, with the Flesh Golems and yeah. just ate my team up. But um, so then we went into round four. Thought, well, surely I have two ties and a loss. I'm going to play somebody easy. Mm-hmm. No, I get Dwarves. Yeah, but who'd you play? I get dwarves. But who did you play? I played the guy that ended up being, like, everybody's favorite player to Yeah, play. you played Nathan. I played Nathan. What does that mean? It's still dwarves. Yeah, but it's Nathan. What? What does that mean? Nathan knows Nathan's how to play? Nathan's awesome. No, hey, let me tell you something. I saw you two play a fun game. <laughs> you guys played the first game next oh, yeah. to me. And we'll go into that in oh, a second. Oh, yeah, I will. And I knew that he was a good guy. So, oh, at the yeah. very least, when I sat down, I was like no matter what happens i'm gonna have a fun mm-hmm. time this guy loves just blood bowl and i can tell because number one he talked about all the, he has like every team painted and every
1: nathan's, star player. nathan's the type of guy that you sit down and your immediate best buddies he was like oh hey how's it going and <laughs> well yeah
0: speaking of we played our game uh i think it was two to one was the final i believe uh, i actually came out on top yeah um We had a fun, like I said, fun, good game. Yeah, I have two touchdowns here written down. So, obviously, we must have had a two-to-one game because I won. Um,
1: Could have been two-to-zero.
0: But I lucked out that, like, right off the bat, Glark goes up there, injures one of his dwarves, Mm -hmm. you know, and I had the numbers on him for the rest of the game. Oh, yeah. So that was very, very helpful. But he had a cool, painted-up dwarf pirate team.
1: I loved his team. It was
0: the funnest game I had all day. Mm-hmm. um and it wasn't just because i won because there was a time where i thought oh, here we go he's gonna come back and mm-hmm. and do this but a uh, really nice guy i wish he lived closer because oh, yeah. it's very rarely you go to a tournament you meet somebody and go i'd like to take this guy home <laughs> with me so <laughs> he can play in our league back home
1: after the tournament we're eating at conian's pizza which is pretty good it's expensive but good um and we were kidding. Kent and Matt were like, you know what? We're just going to take Nathan back with us because he likes to paint and he'll do it cheap or for free. And we need that. And he does a really good job and he's fun. Yeah, he loves Blood Bowl. Just
0: period. He, none matter. He likes converting teams. Uh, so overall, you went. Overall, I, I one, won, win. Won, one win, one loss, and two ties. Yeah. Really, I can't complain. Cause,
1: like, First I, time with Skaven at a tournament against tough teams. I played some tough teams. Tough team. yeah. I mean, because they
0: canceled all that dodge I had with those gutter runners. hate that. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, oh, this is great. And a lot of teams I had tackle with one of my, my skills real quick. Uh, gutter runners, I had two with block. I had two with wrestle. And then I had a leader on my thrower and then tackle on one of my blitzers. Well. Against those Dwarf teams, it doesn't matter if you have tackle or not. So no. That was pretty stupid. And overall, out of the 14 people, I, I finished sixth. Is what, it's not bad. Is what the standings say. And I was kind of pissy. Like I said, because of those ties. Because I wanted to win so bad. Yeah. But you can't win them all. And oh well. So well, be it.
1: How would you do, Steve? Well, we'll start off with, like he said, my first game was against Nathan and his Pirate Dwarves. And... I ended up beating him 2 nothing, but it was a great game, and part of that was, as I'm sitting there, I've got my back to one of the rooms, and there's a couple of rooms, and they got people in there playing some role-playing game, and as I got my back, the bathrooms <laughs> are down further down the hall, so Nathan's watching people go by, and he points out a girl, and he's like, hey, look at those boots. I'm like, huh? So I go and look at the the girl's boots, and she's got these giant like combat emo boots on. I'm like, that's impressive. Those are cool. She's a not a good looking girl. She's uh, not whore. What, whatever. She's she's, she's not non claimer.
0: You do her, but you don't claim her.
1: I, I, probably not even that. I'm. Okay. She seemed like a kid, not in a good way, like maybe a special way. Oh, okay. But I'm just saying that the boots were interesting. So. We got to laughing about that. We're having a good old time. And then he points out this guy coming down the hallway and goes, "Look at that guy. Look at his boots." So we look and there's this guy walking down and he's got, you know, stringy black hair to one side and glasses and backpack and like stringy long black emo type hair. And he's got these combat boots on with metal plates in the front of them. Like, if you went up and kicked him in his shins, you'd be hurting your foot. it's like, what is going on here? So we started laughing about them being the boot couple and... he's you know, bullying. That's dating people, you know, dating each other because of the boots and stuff. And then... I was
0: surprised that individual could walk with those shoes on. Yeah. And he really couldn't because he drug his feet everywhere
1: he went. Yeah, he did. And it was it was hilarious. He comes out of the room and... The kid, and I'll just call him a kid, the kid, but he's a man by age, yeah, we found out we think he was twenty three right he was upset over a game in there, a role to play. the extent this is bef- is this before we heard him talk? No, because before First this thing you said was no, 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 before that he'd come out before, and you know we were trying to be nice and not make fun of him too much but then he come out he came out and we heard him talking to someone and i guarantee you i'm not over exaggerating his voice was
3: and then dad he came and he um he was giving me like cards and stuff and um um
1: his voice was like that and we were busting up and we were like oh my god what the hell so then he goes and plays his game, and he comes out. The dude's crying. Crying. Straight up crying
0: in a game store. Let me tell you something. I've been really mad at Blood Bowl tournaments. I have cried inside, but I have not cried on the outside.
3: <laughs> but, but I can't understand
1: why he would let him use a level three spell. It was some ah, fireball or something went on. Level, level three fireball. And he walks down like he's going to the bathroom, and he pulls a five-year-old crying tactic when you're five years old and you don't care what people think you take your shirt from the bottom at the waist and bring it up to your eyes and dot them the dude was doing that dude, and then he kept ranting
0: about it yeah. going off and like kept people stomping his check.
1: feet and
6: i can't believe that they were
2: doing it and,
1: and people try to come out and calm him down fuck. I, nick, I think I nicknamed him, maybe, you know, it wasn't me, May might have been Nathan, but I think I nicknamed him Sad Skrillex. <laughs> you look up a picture of Skrillex, you make him cry, and that's what that guy looked like. It yeah, was the saddest, he yet cried funniest throughout thing. throughout the whole
0: first round of the Blood Bowl oh,
1: Two hours. We could cried. barely play our game for laughing and trying... We're trying not to be mean. Every I'm not a bully by nature, but every fiber of me wanted to go over there and slap that guy in the face and go, shut up. Oh, it's I- a game. Sit down and be a person, not a baby. <laughs> I'd say a man, but I don't know if he'd be a man. It
0: was hilarious. I was glad that oh, I was playing God. Kent because at least Kent I know, and so we could laugh and... <laughs> Yes, it was.
1: But yeah, it and it was going on right behind me, just walking back and forth. <laughs> it was so funny, dude. And his boot girlfriend came over to console him, and they had their backpacks on. It was went on for hours. It was it went on all day. And yeah, he talked he didn't about, cry about it all, all day, the time, but,
0: but he talked about it at the end too. They, it they was have role played for like 6 hours.
1: Yeah, probably. it was a long time and it was very very sad. But I did win. I won two to nothing. My <laughs> Rodders against you his. made Skrillex sad though. I I didn't make him sad. Oh. A fireball did. Oh God! I want to punch that kid in the face. I'd like
0: to role play with that guy. Join Love his group to. and then just I'm Getting I'm, not, to I'm gonna kill
1: Skrillex. What? But I, 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 how how could you? And again, I'm not exaggerating. Scott was there. Am I yeah. exaggerating? No. Yeah. I, I I it's crazy. There's no
0: way that they could. With it, tears, you can't do it right. Cause you I know because I can't cry.
1: Face. it was. He, he was hurt. Oh, my God. He was hurt. And he was 23. 23. He was a man. So, to sum up, Nathan's <laughs> awesome. Sad Skrillex was hilarious. And I won two to nothing.
0: Nathan, if you would like to dodge the tornadoes <laughs> and join a fun league, come on up to more Oklahoma. We're, we will take you in right now.
1: And if you're looking to paint stuff, please let me send teams to you so you can paint them. And earn money. Please let me help you help you. Yes,
0: li- listen to this. Let us you contact help you. us at bothdownpodcast at gmail.com. And I'm being serious. <laughs> oh, yeah. i seen your work. I know you like to paint. Me and Steve can help you
1: earn money. Yes.
0: Enough said. We'll talk off there.
1: So, second round, I play our buddy Brad from Houston. Houston! And, um,. He's playing humans. Have I played him before? I don't think you, I ever played him before.
0: He's been at so several of our tournaments. He's been. To,
1: he's. I don't think you ever have played him. Great here. enough to come up to all of our tournaments, and he's a great guy. But yeah, he's playing humans, so I got to play him, and this is where my beast of Nurgle shone like the star he was. His human runners like were trying to make a break down the sideline to score, and. I made some stupid mistake and somehow they got the ball and they're going down the sideline. My Beast of Nurgle walked up to them and sat there on the sidelines <laughs> holding those mofos in his grasp. And I couldn't knock him down, but they could not leave. Because 2 strength versus 5 strength and you got to roll a 5 or, you know, above a 5, that's better than an 8. He's stuck there for turns. It allowed me to get all my team over there hurt him get the ball away i think i ended up winning that one 2 to nothing or maybe i think the first one was 2 to nothing i think this one was 2 to nothing but yeah so my beast of nurgle that whole game was just just killing people not literally here's the thing this whole tournament was amazing for the fact of I got a ton of people knocked out, but I didn't cause hardly any true casualties. Two. Two. Whole tournament, caused two. But playing against Brad and uh, Nathan, I had half their team in the KO box most of the time. I was just knocking them out left and right. I just couldn't put the finishing touch on them. Not going to complain since I won. So this takes me into the third round. Uh, This is against Dean Piper. Nice guy. Uh, He's the one who invented the uh, interception app. Right? Yes. Yeah. Um, And this is partly where we get to ranting from the previous segment. It's nothing against him. However, he had a roller derby team. And they're all roller derby girls. But it was an undead team. Now, he had... Uh, It's a beautiful method, you know, because they have the smaller bases. He put a clear base underneath them and wrote the numbers and the positions on each one of them so it was clear. They had positions, they had numbers, they had the skills on them. That's not how I play, though. And that's, I'm not going to rack everything up to that. I'm sure I made some mistakes. I'm sure, you know, it's the third game I was frustrated, all this stuff coming together. But I realized here, too, that this is where I'm like that overhead general, where I look at positions and I look at characters. And you
0: saw females like an Amazon team versus... And
1: I saw all same females. And Hey, they were paying great. Oh, his way. wife I, did I an amazing paying, job. Yeah, that's what yeah. I he, um Like, they had stars on the helmets to denote mummies and circles on the helmets or something to denote the other positions. So, yes, you could look at them, and they're obvious, but they're all the same position, they're all the same size. For an undead team, that did not do my mind any good. Right. I just couldn't couldn't cope with it. And that's, that's a lot my fault. I should be able to look at any figure on there. Like I said, he had them written out perfectly. There's no question about any of it. He did a great job with it. It's just not how I can play.
0: But they were on clear bases, and if you take a magic marker and write on something clear, and then you put it on top of a field, yeah, it does get distracting.
1: It does, and um, I'm saying and this from is an also onlooker a, that would have frustrated me. We Again, this is third round. We both to play tournament. We were both undefeated, so we knew we were going to play each other. Right. So we actually started early. Okay. I don't think we finished on time. Did we? Uh. We might have. Well, I'm I think not we act called like it at the I know, end. But there was but,
0: there was a few people that didn't finish any games on time.
1: Yeah. So that was you know a lot of my problem too because I was having problems identifying people and I was taking more time than I normally do. Um, but so I lost that one two to nothing. I think it was a very frustrating game. And again, no offense to him, he did everything fine. It's just one of those things that. In a perfect world, if he had the the right positionals, I think I could have done better. But... Doesn't mean you would have won the
0: game. It no. just means you won. There's done no way better. to know. Okay. I, I
1: had shitty luck. So, going into that last round, and pretty sure that he's going to win it overall, because he's winning by points. And uh, he'd have to lose, and then I'd have to... Get a lot of points to possibly get into first, so it's still questionable. Um, I go up against our buddy Mark from Dallas, who's come up to a tournament mm-hmm. and played his undead team, and his undead team was a lot easier. There was, of course, there was a riot that helped, and I wrote down passing something, another I don't know. Did you
0: interception or get something like that?
1: maybe <laughs> it's been a, it's been a little while since. yeah we've had tornadoes come through since then so i don't <laughs> remember how long are we gonna use that excuse i'm gonna use it for at least this month nah, let's keep it going to casket awesome um but yeah so I, I won this game one to nothing or two to nothing I, th- I think one of my games was one to nothing the other ones were two to nothing but i can't remember which uh, it was a great game a lot of fun uh, i don't remember the specifics, but overall, guess who came in second? This guy. You did. By four
0: points. Yeah, because Kent ended up actually playing Dean. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and Kent actually destroyed Dean, I guess, on the field. or so. I, I didn't see it injury-wise yeah. or something. Uh, so yeah, you overall in points got second. Dean still ended up getting first. Yeah,
1: Dean got um,
0: first. So Dean got first with his undead team. I'll just run down the Things here. Steve got second with uh, the rotted tooth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and
1: let me let me just point this out. Undead went first. That's understandable. It's undead. Second place, Nurgle. Yeah, you. How often that. do you get that? Come on. I am the. What did I look up? F- fourth or eighth? Might be eighth. The eighth ranked Nurgle coach in the U.S. Bitch. you are probably higher than that. No, I think it, it was either fourth or eighth. I can't remember. Cause, okay, Might be fifth it, Something like that It's single digits <laughs> But it's also Nurgle in the United States Right right It's like 28 overall hey, He still did good though So First time ever playing Nurgle And again that beast just sat on people And did not let them go And that's huge He was There were times that I was I think one time I was like I have nothing else to do But I have to dodge with the beast Maybe it'll work. And it worked.
0: Somebody mentioned somewhere, and I don't know if it was on Twitter or if it was on Slurpcast or where, 3 Block. but somebody mentioned that Dean's team's na- team name was called Dean's Undead.
1: No, that, that's not what it was called. Yeah,
0: What was it called? Because that's what it is in the official printout. Oh. Steve dropped some papers.
1: I do believe it was, was called, it called E-S-A-D.
0: What? Okay. I wasn't going to show this to you. I'm not going to pick you. on Dean. There you go. Oh, okay. You are going to show it to me? E-S-A-D.
1: Again, no offense A-D. to Dean. He said? Look at the first letter of everybody's name on the roster. Oh, Emily, Alice, Teresa. You just keep reading. Emily, Alice, Teresa. Uh-huh. C A T.
0: Samantha, Helen, Iris, Tabitha, and Nancy, Denise,
1: Deborah, Irene, Ellen. Yep. E-S-A-D. Not that I'm afraid of cussing. It's eat, shit, and die. Eat, shit, and die. Okay. Yep.
0: Um, I'm not picking on Dean either. What, (laughs) What I want to say is most of these tournament Blood Bowl names were not both down approved, everybody. So suck on that, Austin, Texas.
1: Let's see. Thriller, the mixtape. That was Mark's team. (laughs) Nope. Uh, Nathan's, did Nathan have a team name?
0: Yeah, his team name was the Pequods. That's what it was. They needed a a city or a region or something.
1: Hey, he he named him after a boat.
0: I'm fine with that.
1: It's the Pequod from Moby Dick.
0: It's going to be the Pequod Penguins. I don't care.
1: And State Spartans is who Brad played. Right. He actually had a logo and everything, so that was cool. And he had his positions clearly marked and How did that feel? Like his uh see even color coded on the Oh on the sheets? Sheet. That's nice. He had the additional skills set off to the side. I should say as we wrap this up,
0: uh I played Kent Raffery in the first round. He had the uh Rock Cup or R O T Rally Racers. And yeah, it was some type awesome. of converted, I guess, orcs from 40K or something, His, is what I assume. Because they, the bull centaurs were like guys on motorbikes. You can they, buy those, the dwarves. Are they dwarves? Yeah, you okay. can get
1: dwarves that are on motorbikes. Okay, well, anyways. there was. Why are we calling them motorbikes? Because we're old men, I guess. Motorcycles. Yeah,
0: back when they had motorbikes. Motorbikes. They had mechanical bikes. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he had a converted team, and it was really cool looking. Yeah, it was and, awesome looking. And I didn't get confused with anybody.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, we feel kind of bad for that, but
0: yeah. I don't feel bad. I hope actually whoever is listening that they don't get pissed off what we say. Yeah. And they go, oh, yeah.
1: We don't mean it that way. Right. Right. Yeah, I'll improve it I'll It was just it a matter time. of I. that's when I realized how I play. And it'll probably help me further on down, too. Yeah. Because sure. I can mark people and understand it better.
0: But they had 14 people, so it was a good turnout for this. tournament. a first good turnout. Tournament. It was a lot so, of fun. Uh, we had a lot of fun, despite what we say and have tournament etiquette and everything else. <laughs> um little we had sad Skrillex. S- sad Skrillex. Um, Fireball that guy, if you ever see him. And yes. uh, we look forward to more tournaments by those guys. Now, they need to space them out so we can afford to uh, travel.
1: Oh, crap. What? We forgot tournament in... Or in the Tornado talk. Tornado what? Ah, uh, we'll have to put it on the shout outs. Okay. Which we should probably get to.
0: Alright. So uh anyways. Matt, you did a great job. He's known as Wildman TX, right? Yeah. Wildman Texas on all the forums and everything else, or or Nuff'll Hate Me. So he yeah. did a great job for running his first tournament. I
1: think they're both coming to him and Kent are both coming to Chaos Cup. They better. Everybody needs to come to Chaos Cup this year hundred people we need a hundred people. we need that. It's gonna be awesome all right. all right, we're gonna cut this <laughs> quote unquote short and go to yeah. shout outs. <laughs> Up next, we have a special surprise segment for you. It's actually a report sent in by correspondents Slippery Wicket and Will Lispin, reporting in from the NAF championship that was held this last month. So sit back and enjoy. We've got some quick interviews with people as they played their matches. Well, I guess not as they played, but in between matches. And we get to hear about the venue, lunches, and people wearing odd uh, costumes, I guess. Because apparently now, we dress up to play Blood Bowl. I guess some people always have. We're looking at you, Zoot Suit.
3: Hey there, it's Slurper Wicked, and this is Will Lisbon, and we're here to commentate on the Nef Championships 2513. Yes, that's everybody, indeed. Pray slow, and shall we get some nice weather out here. Oh, indeed. Hopefully there's no uh, fire, meteors, or any sort of icy weather, because, uh, well, I'm, I'm cold-blooded. Indeed, uh... So, you're gonna go get yourself some gonna um, be after the first round, but, uh, let's see who's rolling on up in. We've got our, uh, beautiful, lovely, uh, NAF staff here, and all those lovely players, those, uh, beefy, chunky men folk over there. Oh, yes, indeed, uh, probably about 200 more, so, oh my god, there's so many coaches. Oh, this is supposed to be some sort of record number. Uh, yes, maybe, but, um, I'll tell you what, let's go down to the dugouts now and start doing some interviews. Oh, maybe, okay, I'll see you there. See you there, man. So this is Will Lisbon here with Shaney Poo and Diamond Joe Quimby. <laughs> this is day zero, guys. What do you think of the event round here? It's a uh, pretty groovy. Yeah, pretty groovy. That's pretty good, eh? Yeah. I
7: suppose. Yeah, it's I mean it's a pretty nice venue, and uh, you know blood bowlers being blood bowlers. <laughs>
8: There's some weird characters around. There's some random guy walking around in a onesie, big <laughs> fat lizard. Yeah,
3: he does that. Yeah, that here that's Glowem. He's a bit of an eccentric fat one. <laughs>
8: Yeah, I suppose that's one way of putting it. It looks almost as uh, green as Tom does after last night's drinking.
2: uh,
7: I couldn't be involved in last night's drinking and play Blood Bowl. I'm a power gamer. (coughs) (laughs) Do you think there's a good attendance? Is there a good number of players? Uh, Not as many as the big years gone by, but pretty good for recent times. (laughs) What about you, Shaney? What about you? Uh,
8: Yeah, I know there's quite a few people not come purely due to the venue, but I think there's 150
3: people, maybe. 150, really? Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, I don't think it's been a bad turnout. Oh, Marvellous. Well, thank you, too. I'll be getting over the pitches now, and I'll see you later. <laughs> Roll on. So it's Slippery Wicket here with famed Blood Bowl player Block and Roll. Hello, Block.
4: Hiya, how are you? Uh,
3: oh, I'm fantastic. So, um, what
4: did you think of the venue so far here up the F Champs? Really nice. I kind of was a bit unsure about moving away from Warhammer World, because, I don't know factor. Like, I think it's everybody cool. was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and this is amazing. Like the hotel's really nice, and like, they got a good deal on it. The room's really good here. That was the only thing with Warhammer. Always oh, got a bit warm and a bit like, uh, you know, there's people playing Warhammer I and stuff. Find it free- <laughs> okay, and Cantaloupe used to find it freezing. So you know.
3: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I always I, used to overheat, you know, frog and everything. But um, <laughs> so uh, what team did you bring today, and what's her name? What's the name of the team? Yeah.
4: Um, the name of the team is. It's kind of a pun which works when you see it written down. Yeah. It's the Amazons, and the team is called Amazing Ons, with the ing in brackets. So it looks like Amazons with ing in the middle to make it Amazing Ons. Like I said, it works better written down.
3: <laughs> I can understand that. That sounds very good. Those are a fantastic
4: team of vicious women who will beat the pulp in your op- opponents. Well, maybe. <laughs> or they'll probably just die a lot, one or the other.
3: <laughs> it's Amazons. Well, thank you, Robin, <laughs> and best
4: of luck you should ask me what, uh, what my actual roster is because it's bullshit it's complete bullshit so if you can stick that in
3: so I'm oh, sorry you want to say about your actual roster who you hired
4: yeah I think it's I don't know whether it's like an actual silly sort of thing but he convinced me to take it last year and the year before and then certain somebody helped me decide on Amazon's this year but anyway um, it's four blitzers one thrower so I can take leader yeah uh, a standard six linemen Yep. and Roxanna
3: Dartnell. So oh, excellent, Roxanne, I like her. She's a ambitious, uh, so-and-so, but yeah, she's great. Game winner. Yeah. <laughs> cool. That's awesome. and usual. Have fun. Thank Enjoy you. yourself block and roll. It's Will Lisbon here with famous uh, Talk Fantasy Football member Hef. So Hef, how'd you do in your first round? Uh, I got a win. Oh, excellent. What did you take and what did you beat? I
8: took Amazons, because yeah. I'm a power gaming scumbag, <laughs> and I beat up uh, um, a chaos team. Oh, excellent. How far did you win by? 2 1. I lost 3 1 on casualties.
3: Oh, nasty. We must have taken a pounding. Just a uh, bit. Just a bit. So, what do you think of the venue so far? Oh, it's a nice venue. Oh. It's uh, you know, comfortable, big room, lots of space. Glad to hear everybody saying similar things. Um, thank you, and I hope you enjoy your next games. So do I. Let's hope it <laughs> goes on like that. <laughs> thank you.
7: Hi, I'm Glowworm, and if you like a good goblin, coach, join me at Ball this year on the 10th of 11th of August in sunny Bognor Regis in the UK, or on www.justgiving.com forward slash glowworm. We're collecting money for a UK
3: cancer charity. Please sponsor me. See you there. We're Lisbon here with one of the rarest things you'll ever see in a blubble pitch, a female coach. So, Hannah, how are you doing? I'm doing
7: very well, thank you.
3: Okay, that's marvellous. What did you bring to the table today?
7: I brought wood elves, uh, my pink uh, wood elves. I thought I could go with the girly thing, and um, I'm doing okay with them. So. Oh,
3: magnificent! How'd you do in your last game, round three?
7: I uh, won three one, but it was against August. Uh, so. <laughs>
3: That's marvellous! Suppose you kicked around a little snartlings.
7: Yes, I did. Uh, got quite a few casualties. <laughs> well, a couple.
3: <laughs> Excellent! So, what do you think of the venue so far?
7: I think it's been really good. Um, I prefer it to. Uh, Warm
3: world. <laughs> Marvellous, glad to hear. I didn't like that big castle myself. Well, thank you. Worship Slownash and see you later. Oh, here we are now with uh, Loki after just uh, after another game at round three of the NAF Championships. How did you do, Loki? Uh, yeah, not, not so well. Not so well. Mm-hmm. Lost to some orcs. Uh, what did you bring here today, Loki? Um, the
8: Tree Hugging uh which is a halfling team.
3: Oh, so a little pudgy, can't take the ball too far, you know, that sort of thing.
8: Yeah, and the orcs rudely kicked the ball behind them every kickoff. So it's a long way to run to get back to the uh, line of scrimmage.
3: Oh, we tend to do that with big green, up, you know, so-and-so.
1: <laughs> oh, you would know.
3: Oh, I'm a slam, good man. <laughs> well, um, thank you. I'll go off after a little racist son of a gun. Huh?
4: Okay, thank, thanks.
3: <laughs> thank you very much, Loki, and uh, burn in hell. <laughs> Will Lisbon here, round five of the NAF Championships, with Bugrid. One of the rarest things you'll ever see a Troll Slayer coaching goblins.
7: <laughs> well, you have to take something different. Um, I lost with the goblins last year, and I was determined to challenge for the wooden spoon again this year. So how are you doing so far? I have uh, so far four losses and one surprising win against Ogres. Um, the guy playing the Ogres is way out in ahead in the stakes... For winning the most casualties. He was on 21 casualties when I played him, and he took seven more against me, but I won the game 3-0 with uh, four casualties of my own.
3: Well, taking the win isn't going to help you get that one spoon, you know.
7: <laughs> Too true. And hopefully I won't go home with it this year. <laughs> so what do you think of the venue
3: so far, all these people, all these lovely enough chaps, guys?
7: It's a beautiful venue. I'm, uh, the move from Warhammer World was a contentious one, but I think that they pulled it off quite nicely. The lunch is maybe a little bit Lacking from the uh, Warhammer War venue being just a bag lunch rather than a hot meal. But otherwise, it's been a really gorgeous venue. The, the air conditioning works, and there's plenty of free water, which is always a bonus. Marvellous. As a ginger yourself. Is there anything you'd like to say to
3: Stephen Cascard? Guar Nation. <laughs> One Nation under Guar. <laughs> One Nation under Guar. Gingers with attitude. Thank you, Thank you, uh, You've you been marvellous.
7: Thank
3: you. So it's Slippery Wicked here with Nasgab, head of a... Uh, what did you bring today here, Nas?
8: Uh, I've been leading a Chaos Pack team. Uh, they are called Wasteland United.
3: Oh, excellent. And uh, who have you got playing on you? One of those ragtamp bunch.
8: Well, I managed to bring together many of the old stars, you know, bring, be able to bring them back in. Unfortunately, we couldn't entice Morgue out of retirement, so we've had to bring in three rookie big guys. And I really have to recommend uh, Rag Thrush, the destroyer, for scoring a touchdown in his final game.
3: Uh, what what's race is he? What is he?
8: Uh, Minotaur, he managed to pick up that ball, and on his way to the end zone, he did kill a Skaven. Oh, that's very weird to see
3: a Minotaur pick up a ball with his big,
8: beefy hands. Well, there wasn't much left to hit because everything was on the floor, so he figured he might as well try and get some glory. I can't complain. He took us to, to the 2-0 win. Well, if it's taken, cause it, uh, score a stick can cause a score touchdown, then I'm all up for that. We were very pleased with him. Uh, we actually managed to remove every Skaven from the pitch. It was a great, great day, uh, there was much blood to be drunk,
3: and Corn is quite happy. Oh, magnificent! Our Corn worshippers, eh? My friend Will Lisbon is a slanesh worshipper, yeah.
8: We have a few of those on the team, of course. Mm. Uh, we are united, we embrace all faiths.
3: <laughs> Even Nuffle himself?
8: Occasionally, uh, but of course, the four great Chaos Gods must come first.
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So what do you think about the venue?
8: Uh, I think it was very good. Uh, there was some decent food with lots of food. And this is the important thing, cause you've got to remember, big hungry stomachs on a Chaos Pack team. They'll have lots to eat. Lots and lots to eat. And while they can provide their own food, really, they would prefer something
3: cooked. Eating a 12-13 minutes uh, has got to take up a lot of meat. Huh? A lot of meat. And I don't want them to eat meat, so... Of course, of course. Uh, chaos coaches are always the first ones to go. so uh, do you think it's been well organised do you think the NAF have done their job kept everyone in line with the pokey sticks Uh, I would have personally preferred fewer pokey sticks uh, and more of the
8: whips but in general I think they've done really well Uh, I think the whole thing's run very very smoothly
3: is there any last thing you'd want to say to our wonderful ginger badgers
8: they need to
4: come across the ocean and join us next year
3: oh absolutely Uh, well thank you very much NASGOP any last words from you Robin
4: Um, yeah Uh, Roxanna I'm not doing that next year Third year where I've done the, the nonsense Amazon roster. Two wins, three draws, one loss. Not so good. But yeah, really nice weekend.
3: Good I venue. never trust anyone that can slay on dead.
4: <laughs>
3: well, thank you very much, you two, and uh, best of luck in the future.
1: And hey, welcome back. It's time for shout-outs. Shout outs. Caught Scott off guard. He had to put his earphones on real quick. I did. I was. I didn't know what you were doing. I know. Um, this month we got some shout outs. Going to shout out to Abby for sending in some very awesome clips from the NAF championship. Not the Blood Bowl. The NAF championship. It is the Blood Bowl though. I want to say it's Blood Bowl. I mean,
0: technically it is.
1: Yeah. Right? It's what the Blood Bowl used to be. The same history. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. She was there, so she did some segments for us. She did Goblins. Didn't do very well. Really? I think she did Goblins. Wow. Not the fish canners. Oh, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Goblins, goblins are hard. Especially in that crowd. Whew. Ew. Yeah, the guy who won it all went like 6 0 with Wood Elves, I think. Wood Elves. Wood Elves.
1: <laughs> Just- <laughs> any elves uh let's see shout out to
0: I, I want i said the guy who wanted it is uh he he's online as jim jiminy online, oh yeah so now yeah, he's like the highest not core not core
1: so core you let us down he's okay <laughs> i'll come back and destroy next year i'll go to america and destroy people <laughs> um oh yeah special shout out because now we are the only podcast to have an official mention by Jervis Johnson.
0: Yeah. Eat that, Yeah, mother, you mother heard truckers. that earlier. Uh-huh. I'm trying to keep this clean, but I guess it doesn't matter because you already said
1: fuck it. A couple of times. Why We never keep it clean. We just, we are what we are. That's why people love us. I know, us. but I try because I know there might be children out there. Because we're the children podcast. No, we are. <laughs> no. I'm not allowed within 500 feet of children podcasts
0: jervis johnson listens to both down
1: or so he says he says it so it must be true <laughs> i don't know if it's true but it doesn't I'm going matter to believe you know
0: is. how happy that makes me oh
1: that was so awesome
0: since i've been playing in his sandbox for so long making yeah. him mad and him going this is not jervis johnson approved who, mm-hmm. who would play the arconian swarm
1: <laughs> that's so stupid he was cool enough to get a stupid letter from him and then to or an email and then to get that i know like, awesome awesome
0: I can say I talked to him, and
1: he's on our podcast. Now we just need to get over there one year and meet him in person. Um, Yeah, meet him in person. Probably not kidnap. I might. Although we could. It'd be a good segment.
0: I'm going to kidnap him and make him play Blood Bowl against me and try to catch him doing things
1: wrong. Would you? uh, Uh, It's like watching Steve Jackson play Munchkin. Yeah. It's sad. The guy doesn't know how to play Munchkin. He doesn't? No. It's a Steve Jackson game. He graded it, but he goes and plays it, and he gets the rules wrong. And watch how, how many
0: times would Jervis start his turn and not move his turn marker, and he go <laughs> legal procedure.
1: Jervis, <laughs> suck it!
0: Yeah, well, sounds like something more to kind of yeah. That's dude. what I was thinking.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Anyone else?
0: I would like to give a shout out to Justin Sharp, who's also known as sharp 58 over on fumble he's just uh joined fumble this year so i guess he's new to blood bowl or maybe a long time blood bowl player but new to fumble yeah anyways he contacted me through fumble and said he loves the show loves the fluff awesome all that stuff so keep on listening justin and thank you
1: always good to have people telling us they love the show yes nobody tells me that on fumble that's because you're hardly ever on fumble because i'm never on fumble and um
0: yeah you're never on fumble i bought dice You did. That's awesome of you. You support the community. Yeah. That's a good thing. Speaking of supporting the community. Yes. And um, Dice. We're going to take it back to a very special both Down episode like we did in that first segment. Just for a second. Okay. And. um, More tornado talk. Kind of. um, What we're going to do is uh, Alan Mm -hmm. did lose most of his house. It's. It's considered total yeah it's
1: gone uh by insurance and it was able else. to salvage some stuff but yeah it's gone but
0: not a lot so uh we are actually going to throw a tournament a one-time tournament in uh the date right now is not solid it's tentative for uh july 27th mm-hmm. and we're probably going to do it at wizards wizards is expanding so we're going to probably use it in the new shop as it expands to um this is going to be a tournament similar to Critter Bowl, where we're going to have a sign-up fee of twenty or twenty-five dollars or something like that. Probably twenty, or probably or less. twenty or less. Uh, but I'm just saying similar. We don't want to scare we don't have the, off. We don't have the we don't have the final details yet. Right, that, that should come out actually in about a week from now. So look on bothdown.com and you should see a page mm-hmm. up, and we'll also tweet about it. But we're looking at a tournament with probably a one point two build and where you have to have a star player in your team they'll be like storm chasers and we're going to do something (laughs) funky with the weather as if you're from Oklahoma you know what the dry line means and that's the area like right where the storms start to explode and so uh, we're going to do something maybe where the last ruin it oh
1: okay they can read up on it
0: Well, I just want them to know so they're not surprised that no matter what by the fourth round or maybe earlier the shit's going to break loose. Yeah. And it's going to be like tornadic type weather, which means blizzard and rainy weather and stuff yeah. like that. A combo but of something. But
1: ultimately, it's just a fun day of Blood Bowl to try to raise some money just to give Alan to All, buy some Blood Bowl stuff. Right. All the money's going to go to, to Possibly Alan. To have him fund his adventure to Chaos Cup. Well, it, it's just we'll do whatever he... Him. Him. Him and his family want. Well, if I it, know. Yes. If they
0: need dishes, they can buy dishes. If they want to go buy a TV on it, I don't care. Uh, they if they wants lost everything.
1: Or if he wants to buy Blood Bowl teams and get them painted and take them to <laughs> Chaos Cup. Well,
0: that's what we want him yes. to do. But Realistically, we know there might be other needs.
1: Yeah, yeah. This
0: is a tournament for Allen. We're going to call it Allenade. Allenade. It's uh me and Steve are going to play, and Ironically, me and Steve are going to run the tournament. Allen so, has AIDS. Oh, is that really why we're doing this? Yeah.
1: He was going to tell you then, but I'm just going to let it out now. You're
0: not being serious, are you? No. That'd be something ironically that Alan would get, Jeez. though. That's what's disturbing about it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how that works. but I meant that he is kind of
1: bad luck. Oh, yeah.
0: Not that he's out at the bathhouses just pounding man vans. And we're moving on. Okay.
1: Mangina. Mangina
0: uh like i said we're almost done with the tournament package
1: yeah it will be out in about a week or so if It'll, you have any prizes you'd like to donate you're more than welcome to yeah if you we're not going to have any trophies we're going to have certificates. just certificates like Critter Bowl did uh we might provide food we haven't completely decided on that yet or if not we can chip in and get something
0: right it's going to be very loose um no Stop matter how fun. many people we have there,
1: me and Steve are going to play
0: in the tournament. Yep. We're going to run the tournament, yep. so that's just how it's going to be. Um, if you don't like it,
1: donate more money. If
0: you yeah, if you are two states away and you wish you could come but you just don't want to, but you feel sorry for Alan, you know, you can donate ten bucks or whatever, or send them. Can a we miniature. put a donate
1: button up on the website. We'll probably do something like that. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'll, I'll look into that. Or you can buy a registration. We're going to give away some uh, the the both our dice. Yeah. Or older dice. We're not going to make special dice just for Alan No. A, but we will offer your choice of whatever dice you want for people. that. And we'll get... have
1: some fumble dice oh, to give away. are we? Yep. Fumble dice and poker tur- okay. chips. Okay. Well, I didn't know about this. So Well, I'm just saying we were, uh, you know, Chance was nice enough to send out some additional dice and stuff. Oh, okay. So this would be a good time to do this. We so. have things to give away.
0: So if you are in the uh, area or just want to travel or come, excuse, come down, have four yeah. rounds of fun blood bowl with the both-down guys and know that uh, the money's going to go to Allen, which is, I mean, he lost everything, so good thing for him. So
1: It's we'll, the most we can do. Yeah. I mean, realistically, we could do a lot more. We could be helping him in other ways, but it's the most we're going to do. And that's a lot for us.
0: What? That makes it sound like horrible people.
1: Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to go out and dig into the rubble or help him any. Screw that. Well, that's already passed. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You already failed in that. Yeah. What kind of friend are you? One that throws a blood bowl tournament. Duh. That's a good friend, then. Yeah, I thought so.
0: All right, so Alan Aid's coming up near the end of July, so yeah. be ready. Um, anything
1: else? My birthday's coming up July 5th, so if you'd like to send gifts, you have more See, I need to write to. this down, because I always forget... Scott's birthday is March 18th. I do not forget because I'm a good friend. I'm... Re- Dude. Alan's birthday was June 9th. Let me tell you something. I don't even know my own
0: mother's birthday. Your mother's birthday is April 28th. No, it's in June. But somebody had to text me to remind me, which is my wife. Because I just don't... I've never
1: been good at that. Yeah, I understand. I'm, I'm it's not numbers. that I do it on purpose. I, I used know. to
0: keep track of this with
1: a book and everything. and then Um... What else we got? uh i think that's it shout out to Zlipcast for finally coming back oh yeah good job fellas
0: i mean it's about time
1: snob costas oh wait i
0: want to tell johnny something oh this is for johnny extreme and even steve because he gets on to me for the same thing we play in a home league that's a league where we play in each other's house shut up not a game store shut up not your local church
1: shut up not your uh, shut up not a bar it's not a pub league. I'm going to take this Donnie Darker on your ass. Shut up. <laughs> you guys
0: shouldn't gripe at me if for saying If
1: anybody gets that reference, I'll be surprised.
0: <laughs> you you guys shouldn't get on to me for saying
1: home league when people say pub league. Nobody's getting on you for saying home league at all. No, it's the fact that back. every time you say home league, you have to go into... Uh, that's the league that we play at home with. You know what
0: co- Stan Lee taught, taught me in the 80s about comics? Every issue could be somebody's <laughs> first. So you have to, like, go through the motion. Th- uh, that could be somebody's first comic or first saw, episode of both down.
1: I saw an amazing advertisement for, I think it was a used BMW dealership or something. And it had this photo of a beautiful woman in bed. Like, sultry, hair disheveled and everything, hand up to her mouth, looking at the, you know, looking out from the advertisement.
0: Explain the word
1: disheveled. Uh, messed up. Okay. Uh, and it goes, you know it's not the first time, but do you care? <laughs> and I'm like, very well played, used car dealership. Very well played. <laughs> no, I do not care. <laughs> Unless the her previous owner was a drug dealer, <laughs> and then maybe not.
2: Yeah. yeah,
1: true. God. Anyone else we want to shout out? Maybe we want to gripe to? I said, snob Costas. We Got snob. Snob. Keep keep up the good work, snob. Even though nobody has said anything on <laughs> either way, he's like, so how are people liking it? Would you guys out know. there email us? Kent Kent Rafferty. you Kent will yes.
0: Kent always emails us. So Kent,
1: We're give us the to
0: you, lowdown Kent. on Costas. Good, bad. Be honest. Do you guys in take your ears?
1: It. We're giving you a both down rub down in your ears. Oh yeah, oh Kent. yeah.
0: You like this? You oh remember. yeah. You remember the weekend we had together? Kim? Feeling us
1: tickle your tympanic membrane. Mm, having some ice cream mm. together. Mm. I had the worst ice cream. Where? At home. Just now? I, well, uh, oh, for Alan's birthday. It's, it's so whatever. long already. It is. By the way, sorry for the long episode. Secondarily, I don't care. Um, wow. it's, it's, it's a, like- This is a brand new <laughs> O-D-G. I like long episodes. I sit at work all day with like nothing to things. do. Eh, yeah, generally.
5: Yeah.
1: So anyways, this ice cream is Breyers, and it had thin mints in them. And I thought, that sounds good. how can a ice cream go wrong and has thin mints? It was like having a bowl of York peppermint patties.
0: That sounds kind of good, too.
1: No, it sounds good for two bites. Oh, okay. There's a reason York peppermint patties are not bigger. <laughs> Eat two of them. You don't. Okay. Nobody eats two. You eat one.
0: All right. I believe you. Exactly. So I eat. I might get two next episodes and eat
1: them on air. You'll finish one. And won't eat the other? Okay. Get five. Enough to fill a bowl. And tell me you can eat all of them. Okay. It was. Ho- I've never. You know. Ice cream can be bad. But you'll still eat it because it's ice cream. Not this. This was. I had like three bites. I'm like. I'm done with this. And just put it down the sink. Oh. I'd like to. Shout out somebody. Yeah. Ben and Jerry?
0: No. i just like to shout out uh, Anthony Landers out there for uh, he uh, texted me during the uh, Slurpee Bowl. Yeah. And uh, we had some oh. communication. And I would yeah. like to say, I'm, you know, I'm glad you got to go to Slurpee. And uh, I hope that you weren't offended by me sending my balls to you. On, oh,
1: and congrats to Vanderby for winning. <laughs> I sack attacked. Yes. Lander. You don't think that's Landers. funny?
0: Yeah, I thought it was funny. I'm, I'm gonna do that every year slurpy every year somebody can text me from slurpy ball and i'll sack attack you
1: okay here's here's what you do anybody who wants a picture of Scott sack you text 405 no
0: <laughs> don't put that out there for everybody why no you can get your balls out there no i don't want my balls out there
1: god we need a drop phone okay Anybody wants an email of Scott's Ball Sack?
0: No, I'm not sending them to just anybody. This thing goes worldwide. And in other countries, they do whatever they want with balls.
1: Okay. I tried. Can't tell the people I didn't try to give them what they want. I learned something from Chat Roulette, okay? So that's all I'm going to say. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Remember remember that was a thing. <laughs> you can tell it's late because we're just rambling. Yeah. It's almost like we're waiting for a producer to go, cut, cut. We don't
0: have one. I just got another text from my wife saying, uh, are you going to come home soon?
1: Well, with that, uh, if we forgot you, shout out wise, why? No, I think we covered everybody.
0: Anyways, come out to Alan Aid. Help Alan out. Or just actually come out and
1: play Blood Bowl. Who or cares? donate. Or anything. Just Yeah, we you wanted to have fun.
0: Have any old miniatures you don't want? Send them. We'll give them away at Alan Aid.
1: I really want John to – oh, yeah, they don't have a barbecue there. I keep thinking there's a barbecue there. Where? What are you talking about? At Wizards. I keep thinking there's a barbecue there. You want a
0: barbecue place at the game shop.
1: That'd no, I awesome. keep thinking that there is a grill there so when we could just grill hot dogs. I just want to grill hot dogs. Somebody wants to bring a grill. I bought Miami. Nathan Frank's, like Nathan Hot Dogs, uh-huh. and I thought, eh, I'll just zap them in the microwave, and I heard, you know, they're supposed to be really good. They were shit-tacular. They're, They're horrible. horrible? It was like nothing but grease. The the cheapest hot dogs usually are the best. That's sad, but yeah. You zap those in the microwave for a minute and I'm good. But no, I spend four bucks on fucking Nathan's and I can't get through one. You're supposed to not zap expensive hot dogs. Supposed to That's grill. true. However, I zapped them. Right. Hey, right, so horrible ice cream. Yeah, it was just a bad, just a bad food week.
0: Okay, I believe you. Okay, I can't think of anything else I want to rant about or complain about or be happy. I'm, I'm happy. I'm alive.
1: Yes, yes, very happy. Um,
0: I guess that's really it.
1: I was kind of just drawing this out because I thought I had something else. I can't remember. Oh, as
0: soon as we, if I forgot software, you. I
1: apologize. Go. It's late. We say it all the time. It's always late. it's well, because we record late. It, it is officially.
0: 12, like, 52 right now or something like that. It feels a lot later. It's because you actually had to do labor work. I know. Welcome to being a man. Is this what it's like to be Mexican? No, it's what it's like to be a man. Oh. You do not like that. You are a soft-shelled person.
1: So I go to work for eight hours a day, sit on my ass, and do boring, repetitive tasks so that I can pay other people to do shit I don't want. All right. That's how I get all my hand jobs. <laughs> and that's how Scott goes to Chaos Cup every year. That's
0: right. So. I, but I only do it in Steve's bed. I only lay him down in the proper place for this
1: stuff. That's true. Then he puts on my diaper and tucks me into sleep. Of course. More milk and all. Wow. Okay, we're cutting this because I'm probably going to cut this way before here. All right, that sounds good. <laughs> See you next month.
0: See you, guys. Bye.
3: You can follow Both Down on Twitter, at bothdown. You can follow Scott at Fat Finley, F-A-T-F-I-N-L-E-Y, and Steve at Killawog 2814 If you'd like to email, their email address is BothDownPodcast at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at BothDown.com or on Facebook, Facebook.com
1: forward slash BothDown. Both down as a production of Couch Pirate Radio. Please drop by couchpirates.com to hear more of their podcasts. Just so you know, the after credit segment this month is the award ceremony for the NAF Championship. Nothing funny. Uh, if you want to listen to it, it's kind of cool. If you're not into that, just turn the podcast off now. We understand.
8: now, And um, we're going to keep off with the team. Uh, Paul asked me to introduce myself. I'm Dave uh, from <laughs> the painting. We had three teams that uh, were actually very close, uh, considered very close in skill and in quality. And the third one was uh, Richie376's, uh, I think it was a, his North team. <laughs> The second one was Stig with his uh, fantastic co team. and the third was the most JTY.
3: Okay, then we go to uh,
8: personal performance kind of thing. We'll start with the most touchdowns. It's no number with 18 in six matches. Okay.
6: Uh, You can't all see them, but to the staff and the venue here. I think it's been a fabulous place. Uh, First time obviously at Warhammer World. It's been brilliant, we can all stay on site, but a big thanks to obviously the staff and everybody here. Also uh, a big thank you to the man on my right, Jervis. He's obviously come in. um, Well, we appreciate obviously that he's made a special journey, but also just thanks to the game that we all play, of course. And of course, uh, a very important part here, I just like all the guys in the black and white shirts, come forward, come up here, don't be shy. Because we've all been enjoying ourselves playing, I'd highly be the organising do go know that, but these guys, all of them, have put in a lot of effort, it's been, I tell you, you wouldn't believe the amount of emails that have flown around, the things you have to think about, all that kind of stuff. Huge thanks, they've all put this in, so a big round of applause for them. please. One of the things that um, Paul did in the negotiations here, I do believe we have the option of this venue next year. We'll be keen, obviously, to get your feedback on that. Um, There's various things that we all want to improve and make it better. So if you have got something to say, please let us know what it is. But We may want you back here next year. And of course, the very last thing is you guys. It's all very well us doing all this sort of stuff, but without you, this doesn't happen. So the way you approach it, all the attitude, the great fun we've had, thanks guys, thanks for coming.